This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, HBO Max has finally launched and we give you our thoughts on the look, feel, and huge content library available. Henry Cavill is returning as Superman and the Justice League Snyder Cut has ripple effects from fans and directors demanding movies that maybe don't need to exist. This is going great. Plus a listener-sponsored review of the 1993 Schwarzenegger genre parody Last Action Hero and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, May 28th, 2020. (laughs) You know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose every week. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is a puppet that had a magical ticket and redeemed it to come on this show, and now he really regrets it. What's up, rug boy? How's it going? Yes, I'm the annoying puppet in the car. Pay no attention yeah, to me. No, the, all sales are final, Rugs. You can't back out of the deal. You should have read the fine print. How did I get in this movie? Yes, on your magical ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, is it? Or is it Jack Slater? We'll get to oh, that. Oh, it's Jack Slater. You're right. You guys, uh, crazy week. We have a lot of fun things to talk about. And we're going to jump right in right here. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Oh, we got more streaming platforms to manage and juggle, listener. I hope you're excited. HBO Max finally launched just yesterday, and uh, we've all had, what, like a day and a half to play around with it? Yeah. What day was that? May 27th? May 28th. Seven. What day is today? Today's the 28th. 28th, Yes. Wednesday, May 27th, full release. Uh, so I want to get into, if you guys look, pull, take a second, pull it up on your computer. We can look at it together. It's browser based. Um, want to get into your initial thoughts, the content on there, but I feel like we got to bring up the, probably the most confusing thing about the HBO max <laughs> is where do you get this? Oh shit! Who's carrying it? What platform? Uh, and if you have the previous HBOs, how does that integrate? And you may already be uh, uh, eligible to get it and not even know it. They really haven't communicated this very well, Warner Brothers. The whole thing is entirely confusing. Did you guys find any of this confusing when you were trying to install? Or no, log like on? I said, when Imran gives me the password, yes. I'll just log in. I had no problems. I literally, I have an Android TV. Oh. It was on there. No problem. Okay, I got it on my. I, I had issues. Okay, we'll get we'll get to you. I put it on my PlayStation Four, no problem. And of course, on the iPhone and on the laptop in a browser, 
it works great. Anthony, what happened? Laptop, no problem. Right. That's no problem. But I primarily use a Roku. Right. Could not get it on the Roku. So, Could, yes. All I kept seeing was HBO Go. Yes. Unfortunately. So, first of all, if you're, this is so fucking confusing. If you already pay for HBO now, which was $15 a month, it magically will transform to HBO Max when you log in. It's the same amount of money, but you are getting a lot more. Surprisingly, HBO Max is not available on three huge fucking places. They have not secured deals with Comcast, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Oh, shit. Lame. So that means my big TV downstairs that has a Comcast box is Amazon Fire. I can't get HBO Max on there. I have a PlayStation upstairs. What it is on, it's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. It is also on various cable providers like uh, Google, YouTube TV, Charter, Samsung, Cox, Verizon. And it's in Hulu. So inside of Hulu, you can add it on for another $15. But then... I ordered this, and then I went to Hulu, and I was like, I'm paying for this. Can I have it in here, too? No, you can't. No. That's it. I'd have to pay for it right. again. Jesus Christ. But what's shitty is Warner Brothers are missing out on nearly 80 million people by not I'm having- I'm sure that they'll shore it up with at least Roku. On Roku or Amazon Fire. But both are huge. Mi- I mean, both are huge misses. That's, as, yeah, as you mentioned, 80 that's million. That's a big fuck up right there. Roku and Amazon Fire stick are- Huge in the So industry. Roku has about 40 million active users. Amazon Fire TV says to have 40 million active users. And Amazon said 5 million Amazon users subscribe to HBO through the Amazon. Though all those people can't get HBO Max, which is just silly. I'm Warner Brothers. Sometimes I don't understand how they became such a big fucking movie company. Sometimes they make the stupidest decisions. I just say, get yourself an Android box. You'll be happy because it's. Anything that they put out on a phone or on a computer, you can get. There's even an explainer video that they put out, and even the video is super confusing. Oh, shit. Like, they can't even explain themselves. All right, so once you figure out how to fucking get it, and if you guys have questions, you can hit us up and send us a comment or an email. I'll try to figure out how you can get it. Uh, yeah, Anthony, initial thoughts on just the interface, the content. What do you think of the HBO Max? You know, I looked at it. I looked at the homepage, and the first thing I scrolled through to was the hubs. Yes, it has hubs. So the hubs, I'll just read them real quick. I like Disney. HBO is the big one. Kind of like how Disney Plus, yeah, you were. DC, Sesame Workshop, Classics, Turner Classic Movies, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Ghibli, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, and Looney Tunes. Yeah. So when I looked at that, I went... kind of weird. This is a kind of a yes. I like, this is kind of a weird <laughs> yeah. thing to push. Yeah. It doesn't. It this actually seems a lot more kitty. Yeah. Either really kitty. Yeah. Really niche. Yeah. yeah. Or like really old. I didn't see like I. I would have figured they would have created a hub that would have maybe encompassed the fact that they have South Park and Friends and the Big Bang Theory and like things that and things that a lot of people the mainstream like probably TV like. shows or co- there's categories on the side. They could have figured it. Out. I think. I think they're just. Bunching together the big stuff that they have, like the big kind of all grouped together things. They, they try to group them together as best as they could. Yeah, but they, yeah. they have dumb categories like based on a book category. Like, really? Like, is anybody yeah. looking for movies just based on books? What is the I point of this? I have a feeling uh, like, look, the DC app sucks and like HBO Go was fine. Yeah. 
it's it's more like HBO Go than the DC app. Yeah. But um, I would like to see a little bit more information, a little bit more options on things. Yes. Like I went to go watch the Godzilla movies. Yeah, it's weird. Which they have. <laughs> they have because uh, Turner Classic Movies has some of these Godzilla. Uh. Actually, Turner Classic Movies is a good poll because they have a lot of old ass movies that are great, like old Oscar winning movies. Anthony, if you want to be a real movie geek, which is where you're heading, that TCM hub, yeah, of course, alone is almost worth the price of admission. It has, these are the greats. These are all classic great movies that any major real movie film geek should watch. All right there. And there's like the whole Aliens is there. Uh, all There's all this crazy stuff there. New and old. Those look good. But no, you can't change the uh, subtitles. No, and the, there's you not a lot of there's not a lot of description for the movies. It's very yeah. bare. There's not a lot of details. They need to pump that up. They can, they really need to give you like a good experience. So some highlights of content, like Rug said, there's a bunch of Godzilla, Godzilla versus Mothra, Mecha Godzilla, Megalon, Gigan, Godzilla raids again, uh, and then King of the Monsters, Son of Godzilla. A lot of fun. Uh, the TCM section is great. All eight Harry Potter films are on there for you to binge. All the right. Lord of the Rings movies are on there for you to binge. Uh, the Doctor Who got me a little bit uh, interested in Doctor Who. Eleven seasons oh, of Doctor Who. <laughs> All there. Eleven seasons. I've seen a few seasons. I, I have a couple of comments, though. I, I don't. I think there's a lot on here. I think it's a good I, like I, Overall, it's I think the product is good. But I don't think it's some of their decisions are like I yes. don't feel like I have an idea of really what the the identity for this is. Yeah. yeah. So like Netflix is Netflix, right? They they yeah. have their own brand. Yep. And Disney, like, as much as we we, you know, probably don't watch it all that much, yeah. at least they have their identity. Yeah. I don't really know what HBO Max's it's identity is. A little bit is. of everything, a little bit for a everyone. Little bit of, it's like it's like Netflix, but not Netflix, right? And well they they're doing the, the DC thing. Sort of, right? Well, like they let, have, yeah. but they don't have all the like they have no. a lot of missing yeah. stuff. Yes, let's hear. So here's what in the DC hub. Here's what they have. It's not a lot. Uh, you know, you have Aquaman. You have the, all the '80s uh, Batman movies, the Schumacher Batman movies, Batman Gotham Knight. You have the Dark Knight Returns animated two part, the Killing Joke where Batman fucks Batgirl on the roof. What? Uh, Batman v Superman. They have the Batwoman TV show. But then they have weird things like Catwoman and Jonah Hex and uh, fucking Steel. Is anybody really clamoring well, for this shit? Well, I don't mind. I don't mind that, but I'm, they don't have the Nolan stuff. Yes. Yeah, they need to get more Missing, shit on there. Surprisingly, all the Chris Reeve Superman movies, all the oh, Nolan yeah, Batman cool. movies, and the only thing, oh, the only series from DC Universe available is Doom Patrol. None of the other ones. Yeah, you're, you're, it's a huge miss if you don't have the Justice League animated series. When you log on to Disney Plus. Right, yeah. you see all of the main categories broken up. Yeah. You got the Disney, yep, yep. you got Star Wars, yep. you got Marvel, you got all of those things broken up right front and center. Yeah. This you have to go to the very fucking bottom. Yes, yes. I, that was yes. weird too. So I agree. I, the hubs are on the bottom. I don't understand. That. I think they need uh, less broader categories. Like Netflix has all these crazy categories. They need that, but they also Disney Plus and Netflix do a way better job at guiding the user kind well, of well, through the also content. Just just for Netflix, <clears throat> excuse me, Netflix's whole model is we have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like their, their whole thing was we just have a shit ton of content. Yep. I don't think, I think HBO Max is also trying to duplicate that, but I think it's tough to do that when you're second, or in this case, like 22nd in terms of the streaming apps, right? Yeah. Like you, I think you have to kind of build an identity. And yeah. I'm also looking at like 
They're originals? There's not a lot of original programming. These are weak originals. I can read them to you real quick. Craftopia. I don't know what that is. It's probably like a crafting reality show. Legendary. It looks like some sort of fashion thing. Looney Tunes cartoons. I guess that's a big thing. New Looney Tunes, yes. Love Life with the girl from um, Uh, Pitch Perfect. uh, Anna Kendrick. The Not Too Late Elmo Show. That show is really cute. I watched the first episode. And then On the Record, which I don't know. It's like a music documentary series. Yeah, they do. Look, this is the, the problem is... Um, they do have shitloads of of content, but it's all HBO content, and anybody who's already had HBO Go, well, I've seen all this stuff. I've already has already seen. I, literally, everything. I've seen a lot of this so stuff. So, if you're John, I've never had cable in my life. Yes, if you've never getting, had HBO, uh, yes, getting HBO Max, you're gonna get it. Like you're getting everything. Yes. You're getting Sopranos. Yes. You're getting all Westworld. You're getting everything. Yeah. Fucking Game of Thrones. You're getting it all. Yep. But if you've already been on the train. You already have seen I've this shit. I've been subscribed for HBO for years, and I so kind of they need, need it. exclusive stuff that yeah. no one else has, and they need more of it. They need to have a, uh, a shitload of like new stuff. Well, well and anecdotally, so like when it came out yesterday, I texted all my friends because I remember when Disney Plus came out, yeah. everyone was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I texted all my friends. I go, "Hey, are you guys getting HBO Max?" And they responded with, "What? What's that? What's on it?" Uh, oh no! And and then I didn't know how to like. <laughs> frame it because yeah. the, the like the hubs are all there's so many hubs but they're all like things that i was like i'm not really selling them on studio ghibli by telling them that yeah. so i just went here's an article read it yeah. and it was like the article is like you know it's like 20 paragraphs of like all the different things yeah. and how to get it but it's like it's just hard to explain to like the layman unless you're like a big friends fan or a big dc like what is the identity of the app because it's everything from like big bang theory to rick and morty to impractical jokers to doctor who uh, it is impressive. It's very it really, impressive. Yeah. It really is. Like there's a, like I was actually a lot of shit smiling ear to ear yeah, yeah. when I got nice, this app nice. because I was like, oh, I can watch this now. Oh, I'm gonna wa- I'm fucking watching yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, look at all these Godzilla movies. Yeah. I'm like I'm great. I'm like, I'm like fucking I'm like they have a complete series of all these things that they're not on Netflix. I'm like fucking so there, but then a lot of the stuff was on HBO Go too. So it's like oh, so the Studio Ghibli and the Crunchyroll, Anthony. That's where you're gonna find your anime. Yeah, uh, and then you have is it rugs. Are you you're the anime guy? Do they have a lot there? I mean, they have Kill a <laughs> Kill. Have, rugs. You're one of your favorites. They have Kill a Kill, which is the upskirt. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Like girl in like a schoolgirl outfit yeah. that like basically is flossing her asshole with it. Nice. Uh, and fighting with a, with a pair of scissors. Like, so uh, if you want to see that, tune in for that. That's like their main thing that they're plugging, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they're featuring that big. Like, that's their, their, their featured I thing. I saw that. I was like, oh, that's, that's that Kill a Kill show. So, yeah. like, if, if misogynistically done. <laughs> it's, it's great. Anyway, yeah, they have a good selection of anime. I'm sure that um, Netflix has their own brand of stuff that they're plugging. And this is like, they have a lot of similar stuff. They're actually... Some of the stuff that's on Netflix is on here. Huh. And some of the stuff that's, uh, I see there's a lot of stuff on this app that's on other apps as well. Yeah. Like Amazon, like Prime, like it has a lot of stuff, that, similar well, stuff as but well. But that's why some of the things are missing because the con- there's different contracts with different right. streaming services. I, I think that once we get knee deep in this bullshit. I think it's getting a better once these original, like the Green Lantern show and all the, you know, this will be. Uh, Warner Brothers' answer to the Disney Marvel shows is they can have higher budget DC TV shows on HBO Max. What is this whole thing of like them pulling stuff on and taking and putting stuff on and taking stuff off? I don't know that they own. 
Like, why do they do that? Because there, there like is that. a um in the in the drop down categories, there is a last chance category that says stream these hits before they're gone. So there's movies like the Meg and the Hobbit movies and the Batman Returns. Like they are, these will be removed soon. Uh, I don't understand why you're taking it off. And what? Yeah, like what are they? Don't have the room for it. Maybe that the licensing with the movie ran out. If they don't own it, I don't yeah, know. But aren't they now being like? Are they now going to? license or not license so they can make money on their app i don't know like are they thinking is this going to continue i think feel like this is maybe a holdover from the old way of thinking of how to do business and how to so they they've tied all their stuff up on licensing right and maybe like maybe in a year or two when this shit is kind of like the norm yeah more more of the stuff will come back or is it some kind of like Way to get people to come on, knowing that shit is like temporary. I don't hey, know. Uh, Snyder Cut will be on. Fucking sign up today. I mean, I think <laughs> the uh, the interface it's clean, it's intuitive, it's a lot like the others. It's easy to use. So they did a good job with that. A couple of other details: you can download stuff for offline viewing. There is no 4K content right now. Uh, like we said, not a lot of original programming and light on details and not a lot of bonus content, which is another thing Disney Plus does well is yeah. give you extra bonus content. I didn't see a lot here. And it's right now, it's only in the U.S. And hmm. because of a contract with Sky in the U.K. with HBO, Sky plays all of HBO stuff. It may not be available in the U.K. for like five years. Oh, shit. I, I would say... Just look, because I'm scrolling through yeah. the Turner Classics, and they have a lot. Yeah, It, it is impressive. They have a, a, a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, the TCM so one is their good. Their collection is, is worthy yeah. of attention. The The problem, I think, is they have to figure out... They're the, they're the most expensive streaming app, yeah. number yep. one. Yep. And they have to figure out a way to market this to people so that it's easily understandable what they have and why you should have this, because... I think they have a lot of content, and I think they could be successful. But I also think being the most expensive, and kind of with this like mixed marketing and not being on any every platform, yep. I think they have to kick that into gear pretty quickly to make sure that they don't miss out on their opportunity. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good point. Like they do have a good product, and it could be even better. They have, and you know that they have tons more shit that they could that could be on there that can make it even better. Mm-hmm. And if they just figured out. Like how to display it properly, how to get people to understand the identity. Like you're hundred percent on Anthony, like about they need to figure out what this app is. Right. I will I'll say this. It's still better than uh, Amazon Prime. I don't understand why oh, yeah. Amazon Prime has the shittiest interface, the weirdest shit. It's so confusing. Amazon Prime sucks. It's the, the Amazon Prime solely exists now. Yeah. Just to like be a, be an outlet for you to purchase things get you can't shipping. get anywhere else. Yeah, just, I get free shipping. Oh, I get to watch all this shit too. Well, I'm no, I'm saying like even for movies. Oh, like you could, like yes, if you if yes. you can rent a movie, yes, they become yeah. like the 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 digital rental place where like eighty like percent of the time yeah. you could find it on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I mean they have. Some I, I don't good, even use it. I use YouTube. I know. That's how, yeah. how that's how shitty I think the the interface it's is. It's so Prime. bad. So this is way better than that. I mean, it is on par with your. Your Disney uh, Plus and your Netflix. It's, be- it's better. Like the content is better. Yes, it's much more yes, well rounded yes, than Disney Plus. Yes, yes. It's just. It just. Yes. I keep harping on it. There, it I think identity is what? really important. I, I don't agree. know. I agree. I don't know what when you say HBO Max. What does that mean to people? See, I think that the problem with Amazon Prime is not to digress. Yeah. Too is late. That they're not. They're not only just 
creating an app for an experience. They're trying to sell you everything under the mm-hmm. rug. They're right. like trying to sell you Showtime. I don't like, think rent they give this, a fuck buy what that. the interface yep. looks and like. It's just, yeah. it's just too much. They're like, it just is. buy shit. We don't care. Yeah, that was. it is weird because I remember, Imran, I texted you about some movie yeah. that I was going to watch. Yeah. And it was like, I had to do a seven-day trial of epics. Yes, you have to add it on. and I You always but, have to do yeah. these add-ons to watch movies that you think it, are free. Yes. Same thing with Hulu, yeah. actually. Yeah. Hulu's yep. a piece of shit. Hulu, I like Hulu a little <laughs> bit better, but it does the same thing. You're absolutely right. But you could get HBO Max on the Hulu, like we said. So I hate when they cock-tease you and you yeah. think you oh, got it. On. And then you're like, oh, oh with sub- subscription on this. Ooh, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. It's nuts. There you go. Ah. Like, why can't you just go into this is what I can get? Yeah. Like, let me go into my section. Like, let me go to level one. Okay. Yeah. I have level one. What's on level one? Yeah. Don't fucking jerk me off with fucking what's on level five. <laughs> level five access not, level not five. granted. Sign up today. Fuck off. Uh, let me just give everyone who has HBO Max one solid recommendation. Stop whatever you're doing and you have to go watch this show. It is under the edgy animation, under the car- adult swim hub. It is Jendi Tartofsky's Primal. Holy shit, there's five yeah, episodes. Yeah, welcome to six months ago. I know, this came out <laughs> last year on uh, Adult Swim, and I didn't Imran, watch it. I know it. about being late to the game, so I'm with Look, I, it was, I was, I'm, I, it's something new to me. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's great, and I can't wait for season two. Holy shit, this is the guy who did Samurai Jack. It is some amazing animation, amazingly drawn. Uh, Anthony, it is a story about a prehistoric caveman, cave person, is that even politically correct? I don't know. Sure. Cave person who befriends... Um, uh, a T-Rex. So in this prehistory... Cinephiles don't have time for this Man kind of and dinosaur. No, if you are a <laughs> Godzilla fan, if you are a King Kong fan, if you like giant monster movies... It's got no dialogue. There is no dialogue. It is, uh, it is a top-notch class in visual storytelling. If you want to be a comic book artist, if you want to direct movies, you want to do storyboards, you have to watch this. It is fucking gorgeous. It reminds me of like Alex Toth comics come to life. The battles between there's giant bats and spiders and woolly mammoths and this fighting the T-Rex and he's riding the fucking T-Rex and it's violent and brutal. I was blown away. This is like one of some of the best animation cartoon thing I've seen in a long time. And I was like, this is alone Worth and it. it's old school. Yes, it's all 2D animated, hand-drawn animation. Yeah, check it out, definitely. Everyone check it out. With that being said, let's wrap this up with the final, the most important question. Is this worth it? Anthony. You know, it's tough to say right now because I don't actually feel... Thank, thanks to our Patreon listeners. I don't actually feel the hit on my wallet. Sure. Um, but is it worth it right now? I, I would say, what, 15 bucks? Yeah. It's tough to say. I think it's... I mean, yeah, I, I think I mean there is a lot on here. As someone that enjoys, as some as a as a newly found uh, Roman Polanski, yes, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yes, <laughs> I I do enjoy the fact that there's just a lot on here. Rex, is it worth it? Would you uh, recommend someone pay fifteen bucks for this? Is it I worth feel like that. There, I'm looking at the potential of this, and I think it's fucking bonkers how much shit Warner Brothers owns. So it'd be stupid not to have it. If they if they hop on this whole making exclusive stuff, yeah, yeah. wait till that it, shows up. It's gonna be a done deal. I I also agree. I kind of thing is worth it. I I need to have HBO. Like I'm addicted to HBO. I can never not have HBO. So you have all that great content, and if you've never seen any of that shit, you're gonna be blown away. But this uh, what's coming, what they have, the the depth of things. Like one of our Patreon movies is The Lord of the Rings. So now here is a place we can all watch it. I started watching it yeah, already. So I I today I kind of think it's it's worth 
the money. You can cancel. But now I can't cancel my HBO on my Comcast because I don't get HBO Max on the big TV downstairs because it's not on the Comcast or Amazon Fire. Oh, I'm canceling that shit tomorrow. Otherwise, I would. I, do, you, do you still have HBO Go? Remember? I, I think so because I still pay for HBO through the Xfinity Good. plan. Oh, because you're I using use that? Your HBO you <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, some of these movies I want to be able to watch on a regular TV. Yeah. And I think they still have them on HBO so Go. I'm a, I'll still pay for that. They got to work out this whole Roku thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a huge, that is a huge misstep. Listener, let us know what you thought. If you got the HBO Max, do you like it? Do you think it's worth it? Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. All of our awesome, lovely, talented, smart, creative, good-looking listeners hang out in there. We hang out in there, and it's a fun, geeky time. It's closed just for you. Welcome new members to the group this week. Jack Hudek, Sean Gilbert, Allison Midas, and Lyle Pringle, who is, of course, heir to you know the, the Pringles chips uh, empire. He will inherit it. Good for you, Lyle. Send some of that Pringle money this way. All right, moving on. We're going to stick with Warner Brothers because this crazy news came out. Uh, apparently, Henry Cavill now in talks to return as Superman. Oh, shit. For Warner <laughs> Brothers without a mustache, all normal. Um, that he Now, if you're expecting a Man of Steel 2, a sequel, uh, sorry. Don't hold your breath. It is said. It'll happen. Eventually, right now. They're saying Kivel Superman will operate in a similar capacity to Marvel's use of Nick Fury or the Hulk appearing in films for a supporting role or smaller cameos. Uh, the future has not been yet decided and they're still figuring it out. But, you know, you have Shazam, you have Black Adam where you could have a Superman cameo. You got Aquaman, too. I wouldn't mind if they used them as like the through line through these movies until he gets his movie way later. What do you guys think? Are you happy that he's going to come back, I guess? I, I thought he was never the, the reason why these movies were failing. I no. thought the scripts were always written terribly, and they digitally yes. removed a mustache on the guy, Poor so I don't think he's Cavill. actually ever gotten a, a good a good shot at actually owning the role. I feel so bad for him. You think he wanted to play a Superman with a mushy upper lip? Oh, shit. No. Like, I think Man of Steel was an intro movie, right? Yeah. It was a, a origin film. Right. And we never got to see Superman as as he should be, as as, as the hero that he is. Yeah. And uh, he deserves to get that at some point. I really think that that's the reason why they went back to him. Because everybody, everybody who is a fan of those movies knows that he wasn't the problem. Yeah. Well, he's a solid Superman. He just needs a better fucking script. Yeah. So needs better let him fucking have the- his moment in the light and not with a fucking CG mustache. <laughs> Or whatever, CG lip. But again, Warner Brothers Let them is, fucking be Superman. They're so right? silly, and they pivot, and they don't know what they're doing. Remember, after all that fiasco, they were like, oh, we're going to put Superman on hold. We're going to focus on this Supergirl movie. Well, now they're like, ah, we're not doing Supergirl. Let's Stop bring blaming it on him. fucking Henry Cavill back. Like, look, They don't you know can, what to do with this character. Cavill or Brayden Ralph, they're both good Supermans. They're both different, but they're both great. So you have fucking good Superman actors use them yeah they just they don't fucking warner brothers just doesn't know what to do sometimes it's astonishing uh let's move on to the snyder cut because i got some updates and if you think this henry cavill news means hey we may see him do some new shots for the Zack snyder's justice league on hbo max Uh, yeah you're also gonna be very wrong 
Uh, they said there will be no reshoots with original cast members. They still may return to do dialogue, but nobody's shooting any new shit. Nobody's getting into the costumes. Also, the funniest thing, remember we talked about how this may cost like 20 to $30 million additional investment. Uh, chairman of Warner Media and head of HBO Max, Bob Greenblatt, said in, a, in an interview, he goes, uh, it it does exist. The cut Zach is building it, and then he goes, "I wish it was just thirty million and stop there." Oh shit! Meaning it's probably going to cost a lot more money. Uh, and I don't know if uh, that's listen. Worth this dude seems like he wants to to kind of uh, redeem himself. Yeah, I feel like either that or he's just fucking bonkers. You know, it it always fascinates me, like just in business alone, because I think Netflix still loses money. Yeah, like you you spend what the what what is it? Thirty, not thirty. It's going to be more. Yeah, now it's going to be fifty more. million. Like yeah. how is that? How is that even possible? And you're you're only charging fifteen dollars a month. How many subscribers does it? How many take? subscribers do you need? And how long do you have to keep because them loyal? Yeah. yeah, because the way it works is they're they're guaranteed that money, right? All right, and the movie coming out. Like people going to the movies maybe once every few months, yeah. that's not guaranteed. No, money. absolutely, and they get half of that. So but these streaming, they're really making more money. Though. I, I I think these it's coming these in. streaming services gotta operate at a loss for a long time. They they burn cash like, for sure before it turns. Like it's not going to be any profit for a while. Yeah, I thought I read. I might be wrong that Netflix still loses money. Oh, I'm sure. I know Amazon still loses money. Jesus, but why do you think Netflix loses so much money? Because they they invest a lot in original content, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're always churning. They're making out fifty action movies yeah. like Extraction. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> what after? But another. when you have, but the thing is, Netflix doesn't have the library that, let's say, the WB does, yeah, right, or yeah. let's say that. So, like these people, these companies like the WB are at an advantage. They have all this. But stuff Netflix that they has own. got a super huge head start, head start in branding and yeah. awareness in the technology itself of making it. A good experience. They pretty much invented it. The algorithms, yeah, they yeah. invented all of that. Stuff. Uh, so it's back to the Snyder Cut. Remember, we were kind of making fun of like the backlash of every fucking movie director is gonna want his own cut of the movie, and well, it's kind of happening. Oh shit! <laughs> David Ayer goes, "Oh, there is an Ayer cut. It does exist, and it would be really easy to finish." After he says the Edward Scissorhands treatment, the movie got. So I'm sure there's gonna be a whole fucking fan campaign for that. I don't think it's as strong as the Snyder. I don't think I don't think as many people are going to want that. Uh, Josh Trank, and whatever you say about Josh Trank, he is very self-aware. He knows what he's done. He goes, uh, "There's no need for a Trank cut." People are like, "Well, release the Trank cut." That's good. Yeah. That's a classy yeah, move from definitely. him. Definitely. He's like, "No, you don't trust me. There's no need." And then this is the weirdest one. Just popped up recently. Hashtag make solo two happen. What? Uh, this hashtag goes viral as fans want a sequel to Solo, a Star Wars story, a movie that arguably was entirely unnecessary to begin with. I mean, if you really love Han Solo and you want to see what I mean, happens, the, the fine. Was but okay. not, a lot of people want to see Alden, that. Uh, Aaron Ridge was all right because I don't think this is necessary. I think that the movie was fine. Yeah. I just don't think that like uh, anybody cares about it that if, much. You know, spoilers. If you remember, spoiler alert. At the end, they kind of set up the whole Darth Maul thing. I think people want to see more of Kira, of uh, you know, what's her name, Emilia Clarke as Kira so- and Darth Maul. Solo, Solo is a classic movie that you enjoy it and you never think about. And it. And then again. you forget about it. Now, 
if you want to make a Disney Plus TV show with Alden Ehrenrich and fucking Danny Glover as Lando, and it's like a buddy space fucking crazy adventure like an Indiana Jones, but in Star Wars, I'll fucking watch that all day. That sounds fun. But I don't think we need a sequel to a movie that we really didn't need in the first place. All right, fine. Make it a show. <laughs> make it happen. I don't know. Half hour series like the fucking Mandalorian. Yeah, I love that. Oh, dude, I watched the latest that documentary, The Gallery on Disney about the Mandalorian. I recommend everyone watch episode four. It's about the technology and it fucking blew me away how they did this show. They really get into how what Favreau learned on the Lion King using green screens and projection lighting and then adding that to what he learned. Sorry, with the, on the Jungle Book first and then adding a VR shooting environment that he used on the Lion King that had nobody live. It was cameraman in a virtual world. Combining these two, coming up with the, the room, they call it the volume, that has screens all the way around and on top uh, and making that happen. It was super amazing and some of the shit blew me away where technology is, what they can do now. It was really cool. So I can't wait to see season two. I'm excited to see that. Check out episode four. It's very good. Uh, I And since we've been talking a lot about fucking DC shit in the past few weeks, I need to talk about some Marvel shit. I need to talk about Spider-Man a little <laughs> bit. We have to. Talking nerd. Come on. It wouldn't be. Geek boner. I feel like we just haven't talked about Spider-Man in so long. And it's kind of not even a huge story, but I'm going to throw it in there because it's crazy. Remember back when they were talking about the silver and black movie and like, 2018. Oh, yeah. Right? That was terrible. Silver Sable, Black Cat. And then there was a a mention of a jackpot film in development. Apparently, they were serious about jackpot, not the other ones. This film has been in development since 2018. And turns out, Arrowverse boss showrunner Mark Guggenham is writing the screenplay. And he's been writing it for two years, meaning it's almost over. Now, I know what everyone is saying. Who the fuck is Jackpot? Exactly. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You read Spider-Man and you don't even know. This was like is. a mid 2000s creation. I, I just remember that she was, uh, I thought it was Mary Jane for the longest time. <laughs> it's and not it Mary Jane. <laughs> it's a character named Sarah Errett. And then another Alana Jacobson. It's a, a, a superhuman. It's a, it's a lady who gets superhuman powers through messing with her DNA and a virus and blah, blah, blah. It is a Dan Slott uh, creation. Ruts. Yeah. It, boys immediately, boys. St- yeah. Immediately stupid. First appearance, 2007. I've never read anything. Dan Slott, Phil Jimenez drawing. Never read anything with fucking. Phil Jimenez. He's good. Okay. He's I'll, good. Yeah. I'll check that out. Uh, but, yeah. But I don't know. Again, Sony's universe of Marvel characters is weird. It's just stupid because <laughs> Fuck it's, it's like, let okay, this is Dan Slott's genius. Yeah. Like, we well, sitting here. Do the little like thing where you put your fingers together, yeah. like fucking Mr. Yourself. Burns. Yes. Like he's like, I'm gonna make a person that looks like Mary Jane, yes, but just to be one of Spider-Man's like frenemies. Yes, that's what they are. <laughs> Ooh, that's so smart. None of this makes me you dumbass. None of this gives me any <laughs> geek boner for this movie. Floppy John. In fact, uh, in fact, hold. I'm gonna debut a new uh, sound clip. Rugs. I found. Your spiritual other in movie critics, your oh. brother in arms, someone you share a spirit animal with. Here, oh. here it is. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. There you go. That's you, Rux. You know who? Oh. You know who that is? No. You don't know who that is. It stinks. 
No, who's that? Come who's on. on. This is an old school deep cut. Jess Rivera actually suggested this. It's John Lovitz as the character, the critic. Oh, the critic. Remember the critic spinoff from The Simpsons? Oh, and, that's a good And every, every show would open with him showing, like, he shows, like, a clip of Alien 3 animated, and then he turns to the camera and he goes, it stinks. <laughs> and so it's the opposite of this. I love this movie. So now we got the opposite, but uh, it's very, it reminded me of Rock Boy. Did you watch the um, Seinfeld special that's on Netflix? No, I need, like, Seinfeld before Seinfeld? No, it was oh, a Seinfeld. The comedy special. He just he went. He was live for like New York for like a residency for a while. Yes, and um, one of the jokes that he says is so fucking true. Yeah, is that there's a thin line between sucks and great. Yes, yes, and that is completely up to the person. It sucks. Great. Is it great? So like, I could get out of a movie and go, "That shit was great," and then you go, "That That sucks." sucks. And then it, it doesn't really matter. Like anything, it could go from being complete shit to being fucking amazing depending on who sees it and what they absolutely think. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> you always put the two things together like he's like you you go and you drop your ice cream cone and you go great that sucks like it's always <laughs> together that was a it's a good special i like the first half of the special he's channeling george carlin he's ranty and then the second half kind of just kind of peters out it falls flat for me yeah the first half of that hour you should have just done one hour yes. oh it was an hour the first half hour was oh, great you should have just done a half hour uh, imran i got i got something i want to share yeah. real quick yeah as you were talking about spider-man because yeah. I, I could really care less about the jackpot i was on <laughs> hbo max oh and i'm watching son of godzilla yes as we speak and son of godzilla yeah two, is it two, subtitled it is subtitled nice that's nice Two things. Yeah. Number one, with with it kind of being enhanced, yeah, you can really see the wires on Kumonga. Oh no! It's it kind of takes you out of it, yeah. but it's also kind of charming. Yeah. Also, the Japanese girl in Son of Godzilla. Yeah. Very hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Really cute. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch this. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's my, my two cents now on that your Spider Man so thing. Accessible. Like I'll probably. Get- I just like that you tuned into that one <laughs> during the show. <laughs> It's been so long since like, I've seen Son of Godzilla. Let me watch the worst Godzilla movie. <laughs> I gotta watch these Godzilla movies. <laughs> or one of the worst. Here. It is one of the worst ones. Really? I, I was just like, I need to see this you fight between him and You know what I remember about that Kalunga. movie is that it takes so long to get to like Godzilla. To do then. anything, really, yeah. It just takes forever. But the girl, I mean, I don't remember this girl being so hot. <laughs> She's like really cute. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but HD is not made for your old for Godzilla, Godzilla films. That's That's... And and the no, editing is always so bad. Yeah, you like you you'll see like I'm watching this yeah. and you'll you'll see Godzilla throw a rock at the spider. Yeah, hit him on the head and the spider flips over on his back. <laughs> yes, it's insane this editing. I couldn't believe I, I forget I forget how badly edited. You tied it were. back to Spider Man because I have one more story from the New York <laughs> Post, fellas. Uh, all right. From the New York Post, this article says three young Bolivian brothers were hospitalized after getting a black widow spider to bite them, thinking it would turn them into Spider-Man. According to the officials, the Marvel-loving siblings, ages 12, 10, and 8, found the spider. I think they made that up. No one lets a fucking black widow well, bite here's, them. They found the spider while herding goats in Chayanta, a Ministry of Health official revealed uh, at the briefing Saturday. Thinking it would give them superhero powers, they prodded it with a stick until it bit each of them in turn. Finding them crying, their mom rushed them to the nearby health center, which transferred them to the hospital. They were then transferred again to another hospital. They had fevers, tremors, muscle pains, uh, but they were treated and discharged. 
Uh, so they should have died. Clearly, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Just for being stupid. Black widow spiders have venom 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake. And they are the, one of the most feared spiders in the world. Uh, this is where the big mistake was. They're not usually fatal. The black widow bites, but they're children. They clearly forgot to add the radiation. Oh, shit. Yeah, you should have microwaved yes, that spider this is, first. It's not just any spider, you idiots. This is like in weird science where they forgot to attach the doll. Oh, shit. remember? And then they had a missile coming out of there. You got to put the doll. You got to add the radiation, boys. Try it again. Hopefully, next time turns out a little bit better. This story makes me want to shave my balls. Yes, does it? Well, Rugs, uh, this is our last live read for Manscaped this month. Do you want to tell the listener about our awesome sponsor? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can tell them that the discount code is Jock and Nerd, and uh, I guess uh, sh- support for the Jock and Nerd is brought to you by Manscaped. Sure. Perfect. Who is uh, the best in uh, you know, genital grooming? Okay, uh, you got a precision engineered tool for your family jewels. It <laughs> rhymes. It sounds great. That's why I just said it. Um, uh, they uh, have uh, the lawnmower 3.0 <laughs> that has a ceramic blade that keeps cool, so it doesn't heat up your balls when you're trying to Wowie, landscape them. And uh, so you're not going to have an accident when you do it. And um, it's going to last up to 90 minutes. So you can shave your balls, your asshole, your back. My balls was hot. Your front, whatever you want to shave, your armpits, your nose, whatever you got to do. Get in there. Okay. It's got an LED light so you can do it in the dark. And they got a 7,000 RPM motor oh, with quiet stroke. Which is like w- the kind of stroke that you do when you have a roommate. I do that every night, the quiet stroke. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Figure that one out. All right. So you can get 20% off with the code at manscaped.com. What's the it's code? Jock and Nerd, all in capitals for some reason. All right. And um, trim that junk. Your balls will thank you. Anthony, you want to add You're, anything? Yes. To, to, we, we use the product. I used it the other day. I was I was getting a little hairy down there. I used it and uh, it trimmed everything up within usually. So before I had Manscaped, I would use scissors. Oh boy, that's dangerous! Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. No. So now now it takes me like less than five minutes, and it's super super awesome. I have also have a friend that is now using Manscaped, and he was using the clippers that he cut his hair with, and that's kind of gross. That's also gross. So now he has two separate yeah, you clippers. you should have a separate I'm one. I'm glad yeah. I have the lawnmower 3.0. Previously, I was using like a butcher's knife. You know, those big square butchers. That's all I had. You got to sharpen oh. it up. It's very tricky. I almost gave myself a circumcision on top of my circumcision. But now with the Manscaped you, 3.0. You, you're circumcised? All, oh, that's a Jewish we, thing. We, yeah, it's a Jewish and Muslim thing. We've uh, gone over this. Depends on oh, your religion. Right. It's easy to guess. Uh, but I want to thank all the listeners, all our awesome, loyal fans that have been using the code. You know, we talked last week. I think Jose Ibarra used it. Our fans have clean balls. Yes, they are all going to have the nicest balls. Steve Morrison commented, try the Jock and Nerd promo code on the Canadian Manscaped site. And it works. Jock and Nerd. Thanks to our weak dollar, it's a hefty discount. I'm working to make sure you guys keep that sponsor, boys. Thank you, Steve Morrison. And I believe Lisa Morrison will also be thanking you because you're nice and trimmed. Fiddlesticks found an amazing deal. This It's the perfect package 3.0 plus the peak hygiene plan. You get the perfect package with the crop reviver, crop preserver, the travel bag. But then you also get 
disposable shaving mats and a, and you get a subscription for blade refills every three months. You can cancel any time uh, and you get $60 worth of gifts. And if you use the code on that, it's an even better deal with the discount. So fiddlesticks. Well done. And uh, he also bought a, I think he bought an Ewin racing gaming chair. He's using all our codes to get discounts on yeah, stuff. Good for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's been a great month of Manscaped promotions, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. Keep using the code. Your balls will thank you. Let's take a quick break here for some promos, and we'll be back as we return to listener-sponsored Patreon movie reviews right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you like Florida Man? Do you like crazy shit? Do you like titties and strip clubs? Why are you laughing? Because I do. You know I do. <laughs> this is the show for you. We're the Hashtag No Offense Show. I'm uh, the Duchess. Uh, that's the Duchess. That's my lovely wife. My name is Chris. And we talk about all that stuff. In addition to our daily lives as parents, what we're watching on TV, mm-hmm. current events, anything that we could try to talk about to make you laugh. Look for us on the web at htnos.com. All the socials at HTNOS and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're available everywhere. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out. <laughs> We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. <laughs> it's fun, I swear. Listener, if you enjoy the show, if we make you chuckle or laugh or cringe or get any kind of reaction, you should join our fan club. Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon, or you can support the show on a monthly basis and get a bunch of bonus swag. There's multiple tiers to pledge at, and everyone gets bonus content. Another whole podcast feed where you get early access to the shows. They come out early and lots of bonus audio in post shows and movie reviews and Corona binge reports. Before we get into what was posted this week, if you are on the Patreon, you will be getting a message from us from Patreon uh, about some new tax updates they're doing beginning July 1st. And basically, they said that the government is now requiring them to tax donations differently. Really? Yeah, it's kind of Bullshit. it's kind of annoying, but there's really nothing they could do about it. But don't worry, patrons and listeners, there was a helpful video from Jack Conte, the creator of Patreon, and he walked us through, he walks you through how to tweak the sales tax tiers so that the least amount is taxed from the listener. And also, these changes won't be happening everywhere. It's all depends on your state you are in, in in the country. Oh, I thought like your physical state. Well, it also like depends on your mental state. You yeah. probably will get taxed a little more because you're an idiot. You can't, oh, yeah. shit. Ah, oh, fuck. If I had to pay a stoner tax, I would be broke. Uh, Let me tell you. But so it's not for everyone. It's not blank and white. It all depends on where you're located. All the information is in. Check your Patreon messages. We send an email. We send a message with links. It's all cool. Everything's going to be fine. Everyone relax. Put your tweets away. Anthony, Corona binge reports this week. 
You had yeah. you had some, but Rugboy, you did put up the two you mentioned last week, which were Raid Two and Desperado. Raid Two, which is free because it is sponsored by our patron saint of awesome, Talking Nerd, and Desperado, the yeah. uh, Rugboy edition. Anthony, what did you watch? Edition. What did you watch this week? Last week, well, leading up to this recording, of the show I watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm, yummy with Nutella on toasted bread. That's yummy. Similar. Okay. Waves. The Martian and uh, on Memorial Day, I felt it would appro- it was appropriate to watch Zero Dark Thirty. Nice, that one I still haven't seen. Yeah, I might watch more horror movies this week, so it might be a whole war week. I've got like oh. Hacksaw Ridge, a Lone Survivor, American Sniper, maybe those movies that I'll throw on or Dunkirk. Oh shit, you haven't seen any of those? No, dude, I don't watch anything. <laughs> <You're watching. laughs> He's still oh, busy shit. getting laid. I forget how busy this dude was He's in. COVID, he was in business. He was in, the, he was in the woman business. He's getting the corona strange. Dude, The Martian is such a fucking great movie. Anytime it's on TV, I don't, it doesn't matter where it is, I will stop and I'll watch the movie. It's very enjoyable. Not at all what I expected right? out of the movie, especially right? out of Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott and Matt Damon, who's like super charming. That's what I'm saying. Every once in a while, he pulls out a great movie yeah, out of his ass. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Like, it, it, multiple watches. You can watch it over and over again. It's fucking it, great. It, it is a very charming film for something that is very bleak and desperate. Also, based on a lot of real science, though, I believe they talked to yeah. scientists to work they out how that, all that would work. So, he, you can grow potatoes from shit on Mars, people. Oh, shit. I don't know if you could do it on Mars, but the, the whole. <laughs> The whole concept, there is there is some truth in that. Also, I thought this was a good place to announce to everyone that we are now, all three of us, on the movie fan social app Letterboxd. Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd style. Yeah. This is all because of you, Anthony. Talk to us about Letterboxd real quick. Letterboxd what is, is like a more friendly Yelp for movies, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Cinephiles, movie fans, you can write reviews, you can diary what movies you're watching on what days. Um, you can, as I mentioned, write reviews, give star ratings, make lists, read other people's ideas and thoughts on films. So it's basically what you want to make of the app. And um, I think I, re- I heard about it because I follow this guy on YouTube called The Oscar Expert, and he kept yeah. re- referencing Letterboxd. So I jumped on there, and I've just gotten addicted to it. And I've reviewed like 40, 50 movies, all the, well, just like short paragraphs, yeah. but logged every movie that yeah. I can remember the yeah. day that I've watched it on yeah. since like April and then just given ratings to over 350 movies already and create some lists. So I've, I've gone nuts. We are all kind of late to the game. I've known about this app. They've been around since 2011. Oh, shit. This has been a thing, but I've, I've heard people talk about Letterboxd. I've seen their reviews. Uh, Rugs, what are your thoughts on the Letterboxd? I, I feel. I think you feel like me. It seems like a lot of work initially. Yeah, it's like uh, Rotten Tomatoes Facebook. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> and um, is. I was like, do I want to be on this? Like, I, I, I like, I, I don't want to like keep myself into one area. But it's fun. I figure. Um, eh, I guess I'll write some funny reviews. Like, I'll see if I can keep it to three or four lines and just try to be as funny as possible. Because I'm not going to, like, if I, I could go down the rabbit hole and actually, like, write, like, an actual, like, essay. Well, and people a do. A lot of people, there's uh, lengthy but, reviews. 
Do you really want me to do that? <laughs> no, no one wants you to no do that. No one wants that. No. All right, well, people yeah. want to hear your thoughts, but they don't want to see you write a, a serious essay. Uh, but do, uh, people also want followers, and there you can follow people. People follow you. Anthony. I've had yeah. random people follow me. Me already. too. Going, right what away. Is this? Yes, when I put it up. It, so let's give out our handles. Let's get some follows. Jump yeah. on Letterbox. Join the fun. We can communicate there. Anthony, what is your handle? Mine is one. Spelled O N E and A N D only T K, which is my first and last name initials. I my handle is Imran the Nerd. I M R A N the Nerd. I'll put all these in the show notes in case you. I think I'm just Rug Boy, and yours is just Rug Boy Rugs. I'm pretty sure. I will put it. Let let me let me look it up real quick. I think you might be Rugberto Bambino, but let me look it up just real quick. Okay. What's your handle? Is your handle what people look up? What you're signed in as? Is your username? There's also a nickname because Anthony, your nickname is the Jock Anthony. Yeah, the Jock Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. So you can. I think Uh, you can search for that too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you look up the Jock Anthony, you'll find me. Yeah. Um, Rugboy, if you look up Rugberto Bambino, you'll yeah. find him. I'll put all yeah. this in. He has my full name. Yeah, the Jock Anthony is easier to look yes, at. Yes, yes. That's why mine is Imran the Nerd and then Rugberto Bambino. All of this will be in the show notes. And uh, this is to say join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And it will be lots of fun. I, I've, I have to shout out a few listeners, though. I, I already... By posting that I was on Letterbox and just giving it a nice little thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I've got a few... We got a few listeners that also decided to join. Yeah. Fiddlesticks Winterbottom is nice, on there. Nice. Tchaikovsky has been on here. Yeah. Joe Henry is under Joe Havoc. Okay. And Blake Braden is under Educated Blade. Yeah, Blake's on there. He followed me too. Yeah. So, so I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And when I have time, it is a great way to remember what you watched right away and look back and be like... Oh uh, yeah, I watched this. So I, I like the I like the aspect of you can rewatch a film, put that you're watching it again, and oh, give it a new review. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's and oh. I, it's it's what you make of it, right? Yeah. So there's no pressure on doing anything. Yeah, and I like the comparison that Rugboy made. It is like fan Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's like a fan Rotten Tomatoes, but it's great. It's 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 great, and it can be addictive. Fiddlesticks is really fucking on that yeah, thing. Yeah, Fiddlesticks. Oh, he's, he's really nuts. Cr- I can't yeah. believe he didn't know about this already, Fiddlesticks. He's making lists. Come on, Fiddles. Uh, also, on our Patreon, back to the Patreon for a second, if you give us $10 a month or more, you get the option to force us to watch and review any movie you want. And we've done about 30 of these, maybe 28, 30, and we still are in round two. So it's a great time to sign up now at $10. If you are new, because your movie will get bumped to the top, and we are going to do another Patreon movie right now. This week's movie is the 1993 action pick, Last Action Hero. And since it's an Arnold movie, guess what's back, everyone? I'm a cop, you idiot. We gotta have oh, yeah, the soundboard. We gotta have the soundboard. Just do it. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Do it now. Do it now. Strap yourselves in. Uh, this one is sponsored by, dedicated to listener, Patreon supporter, Jesse Rodriguez. I'm just doing my job. This first pick was Roadhouse, <laughs> which we were all so happy that we got to watch that movie. Yeah, still it's one of my one. favorite reviews we've had, and uh, we got to thank him for being a patron for twenty one months. Jesse, nerd. Well done, thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, you hit that twenty four month uh, period. You could send us another fucking movie. Eat me. Sorry, excuse me, Arnold. <laughs> uh, this uh, last action hero on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, thirty six percent. Whoa. Yes. Ooh. 
Average rating 4.86 out of 10. Now, where should we go? Uh, we'll go to the box office. Uh, this movie was made for about $85 million. Uh, finishes at uh, $137 million. Yeah, not, not good. Not the greatest. This movie, directed by John McTiernan. We'll get into what he did in a second. Uh, written by here's where everybody here's where things get <laughs> funky. And uh, you guys, just real quick before we get to the movie, I, I have to say this will turn into an impromptu "What the fuck happened?" session. All apologies to Dullhauer because once I started digging into the backstory, and you can see a lot of this happening in the movie. It's a wild, wild story, and it completely makes sense what the fuck happened to this movie. So. Directed by John McTiernan, written by Zach Penn and Adam Leff get story credits, and then Shane Black and David Arnott get screenplay credits. Here is your first clue. Whenever a screenplay and story are written by completely different people, that's not good. That's not a good sign. Of course, like we said, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, this fictional action star Jack Slater. You have F. Murray Abraham, who killed Mozart in this movie. Uh, Art Carney, the great Art Carney in his last appearance on film. Anthony, do you even know who Art Carney is? He played Frank in the movie within the movie. Do I know who he is outside of this movie? No. Yes. Not Art Carney was Ed Norton against Jackie Gleason's Ralph Cramden in The Honeymooners. One of the greatest fucking comic guys back in the day then still. Super funny, and uh, this is the last movie, and he looks really old. Uh, Charles Dance in here as Benedict. Another great performance by Charles. Well, you got the other guy, Anthony. Charles uh, Dance. Uh, Anthony Quinn. Yeah. Another great actor as Vivaldi. You have Austin O'Brien as the lead kid, Danny Madigan. Uh, and then uh, tons of cameos, which we'll get into later. Uh, the but, most important one being Al Young. Dude, Al Young. <laughs> the dude that's in every movie. You don't have an action movie or a spoof action movie without Al Young. You just, you can't, you don't do it. I was so, that was, I think that was the biggest uh, reaction I had when I rewatched this movie. Yeah. I'm like, that motherfucker's in this too. Yeah. And then Mercedes <laughs> Rule as Danny's mom, who's also very good actress. Um right. We have all seen this movie prior, yes? Yes, I have. Yes, I've seen this a few times. A child, though, when I've watched this. Okay, yeah. This also, it's been years since I watched this movie. So, Anthony, you're always good at giving a nice, concise plot of these movies. Give us the fucking synopsis. I mean, this movie is a a meta satire on the action film genre and just kind of a love letter to movies in general up until that point. Um. It is a move. It's a wish fulfillment movie about a kid that is like a loner that lost his dad and loves movies. Loves Jack Slater, who's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ends up getting a magic ticket and getting involved in the movie, and then this magic ticket creates this parallel world where the movie is its own reality, his world, the the reality of the kid is its own reality, and they can go back and forth. And it's just bonkers, really. You know, going back to the creative people a little bit, we just went over the numbers. This movie has the director of Die Hard, the writer of Lethal Weapon, and the motherfucking Terminator. Oh, shit. And it's a critical and commercial... Floppy job. Fucking flop. It's kind of amazing. 
and crazy corporate filmmaking. Corporate filmmaking. Um, who wants to start? Let's open up the discussion. Opening thoughts. Let's jump into this meta movie within a movie. Meta commentary on action movies. Pick someone. Uh, rugs. <laughs> Watching it again. I mean, we can start with the biggest error in this movie yes. besides the script yes. being terrible. Yes. Which is, you can have a terrible script and and have Arnold in the movie and save the movie. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Commando. Yeah. You know, that fucking movie was terrible, yeah. but because Arnold was in it, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And, and many other movies that Arnold's in are terrible movies, but because Arnold's in the he he elevates the movie. Now, Arnold needed something to weigh him down so much that he couldn't save this movie. Yeah. And that was Danny Madigan. Yes. That kid fucking destroyed this movie. Uh, all apologies to Austin O'Brien, but the kid there is were, not good. Yeah, he looks like Renee Zellweger. <laughs> He's been... He, you know what? He was, so Austin O'Brien has been in um, The Lawnmower Man and My Girl 2, and that's about it. And I'm sorry, Austin. I know you're still acting. I don't know. His last credits from Look, 2015. It's not really his fault. I guess he was just doing his job, but they shouldn't have cast no, him. that was a miscast. And the dialogue did not help. <laughs> when he turns to Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie and says, my name is Danny Madigan. I'm a kid. Like, fucking Arnold doesn't know that you're a kid. Like, who wrote that line? I'm a kid. This is my job in the movie. I'm the kid. Oh, my God. It's I cringe every time I hear that. I mean, just a lot of the stuff that Danny has to do in this movie is cringeworthy. So the cringe factor of this kid is just, even if they were trying to make a satire of the cringy kid, it was damaging to this film. Yeah. And I think that they had other problems with this movie. I think another big problem with this movie is that they went all over the place. Like, okay, Danny Manigan loves Jack Slater. Yeah. He gets the golden ticket and gets it to a Jack Slater movie, right? Very Willy Wonka. But now, Cinderella. is a Jack Slater movie a movie that has women walking around with handlebars? Like, uh, like, like, like a fucking, uh, like a, a fashion show. Well, no, but you're like, talking about all the in. Is there an animated cat and Jack Slater movies? No. no. Yeah, it, so they just start throwing all kinds of bullshit in there. Yes. And it ruins it. If they would have just kept to the Jack Slater thing and then maybe use the alternate, all these other worlds. Yeah. Like when they, they exited and they started coming out and, and realizing that the movie ticket can take them to any movie. Yeah. Then that would be cool. But they kind of like blew their load and ruined it. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I just, I, Arnold, I'm telling you it's wrong. What the fuck did I do wrong? Oh, the whole movie, Arnold, you tried. Look, this movie deals with various realities. Yes, but none of the realities have any kind of rules. The realities are wonky. A lot of it doesn't make sense why there's in-movie references to other movies when he's in the movie. On the other hand, it has all the Arnold Schwarzenegger staples. It's got one-liners. It's got him playing a guy with an Anglo white name that he loves to do. Jack Slater. Clearly, he's an awesome. Well, the meta Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff is great. Uh, he's got multiple Arnolds. That's always the thing he does. It's got a contrived over-the-top action. But I felt like the movie didn't know 
It was being pulled in too many directions. Like you said, is it an action movie? Is it a spoof of a, a action movie? Is, is it, it a, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's what it felt like. Is it a kid's movie? Is it a comedy fantasy? Is it a commentary on action movies using an action movie? Like, it's all over the place. Yep. Anthony, what did you think watching it again all these years later? So you guys are going to be surprised. I liked this movie. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had a great time with it. Yeah. Um, I, I felt it was bonkers, and I, I felt I agree. Like I could see the that it was just being pulled in a ton of directions. It's a wish fulfillment. It's yeah, an action yeah, movie. It's yeah. a meta movie. It's a spoof. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I just growing up liking the eighties and nineties action genre, I yeah. just enjoyed all the meta references. Absolutely. To everything. Yes, yes. And I could just I just laughed at everything. Yeah, I yeah. just thought I just had a great time with the fact that at times it was taking itself very unseriously and yeah. then at times it was a Not little serious se- yeah. i just i enjoyed especially when they get to the end when they are now in the real world and arnold schwarzenegger is punching a, a cab and they're like he's like you can't do that in this world it's gonna actually hurt <laughs> like, why does my hand hurt so like yeah. you know all these different things or it's just like the action movie tropes are acknowledged in this oh, and it's it, like it has, this yes. isn't real like this yes if if for me it was like if you can enjoy the action era of like the eighties, nineties, but also realize that like that shit was ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah, that's this movie yeah. was that for me, and yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I think in some ways you can argue this movie was a little bit ahead of its time, and yes, taken at that level, it makes complete sense because it has all your action movie tropes. It's got uh, the opening scene taking place at Christmas that Shane Black always does. Uh, the cop dies two days before retirement. There's a loud yelling police captain. They, all, all, all the girls are, hot, are super the, hot for Angie some reason. Everhart, I love that line where he's like, this isn't a movie. Look at all these attractive women. All, all the contrivances are acknowledged. Yes. Like, oh, that's just too convenient. Yes. Well, it's a movie. What There's also intentional continuity errors if you watch carefully. I don't like, know why it, it clicked for me. I, I even saw the reviews. Yeah. So usually when I like watch a look at Rotten Tomatoes or something before I watch a movie, it kind of like sways what I'm going to think. And I saw all the four, like the the average critic rating being like four, or like the the percentage being like in forty yeah. percent. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just I I clicked at the movie. I don't know why. See, like I was a teenager when I saw this movie. Yeah. I remember coming out of it, going some of it was funny, but I really hated the kid. <laughs> kid is so bad then i watched it as an adult and like analyzed what what were they trying to do and did they do it correctly and i'm like no they fucking blew it majorly i mean i basically they they just they just like threw like whatever rules they had out the window anything that they anything anything that were that they were guiding the movie by out the window to just try and put in the most jokes yeah and I'm like, okay, now this is a Naked Gun movie, <laughs> like where like it doesn't matter. And so it's so like, I feel like that for John McTiernan to to allow this thing to go awry like that, yes. I feel like it's a failure. Oh, wait till we get to the what the fuck happens, and there's yeah. a reason all this happens. But there is there is stuff in here that I I like I, the concept. To There's me, some things that are actually really cool. Yeah, like what, like what, I said, all the meta stuff yeah. is actually really fucking clever. I love the concept. What kid doesn't want to jump into his favorite movie? Like this could have been an incredible Wizard of Oz, Cinderella type fucking thing. And it kind of was. For, for me, I throw it in the like, oh my gosh, John McTiernan did it again. I don't know how it, how you, I, obviously I know how you guys feel, but um, like Predator, for instance, is an awesome mashup of sci-fi and yeah. a, a slasher film, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Die Hard, Die Hard's is like, amazing. 
taking the 80s action hero and making him a normal guy. It's one of the best and action this movie, movies ever. I, like, I, I also feel he's doing the same thing. He's like, he's taking the genre yeah. and twisting it a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I, I really no, enjoyed he did. it. Yeah. He, he did. There's aspects of that where that really works, Anthony, and that's maybe what's what grabbed you. That's, uh, definitely, yeah. yep. Uh, I think that there is... What the argument that you're making is actually sound argument. Like, yes, he did successfully lampoon that era of eighties action film. And he did, he managed to get Arnold to lampoon himself. Those all yep, work. Yep, it's yep. just when you can, you can kind of see a better artistic film mm. than, and then you know that this director is capable of more. Yeah. Then you start being like, you start to think, oh, because honestly, like they took too long to get to do certain things. Like some of the stuff was stretched out and didn't really add any value. Like, do we really the- need the Leo the fart fucking funeral scene that was super long? What the fuck was that about? It was hilarious. Was yeah, long. I will agree with yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> so like, they, I feel like okay, like the crux of the movie here is this is this is this is what I, I, I I've been able to pieced together every time I've seen it. It said, all right, so Danny Madigan's is a kid who's lost his father. He looks at Jack Slater as a father figure by some uh, twist of fate, you know, that magic comes into the picture and he's able to actually meet Jack Slater and go into his world, all right? At a certain point where you've now addressed that this kid who's seen every single one of his movies and is kind of cynical about them but still loves them, He's pointing out all of the the meta stuff. Do you see how clever that could have been, though? A kid yeah. that knows all then the tropes goes in. The bad in. guy gets the ticket yeah. and decides to go over into the other world, and they all cross over to this world. And then we can kind of put the reality of our world into like how and how it doesn't work with an action film. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is when the bad guy shoots someone and goes, I've just killed someone. Yes. Is anybody going to do <laughs> anything? In New York. Yeah, that's like in New York, York in the eighties. Yeah. Like it's man. like, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Then there's like another plot of, of, okay, he figures out he can go into other movies and get other bad guys. And so those three things is, is great to set up. Okay. Act one, act two, act three, act three is going to be the bad guy going into all the books, getting all the bad yep, guys. Yep. So you have all of this stuff that's really they spent so much time and they kind of squandered a lot of that. This is a case of all the potential is there. The ingredients are there. But when they cooked it in the pot, it ended up tasting like shit. The execution (laughs) completely drops the ball on all the potential because there are so many clever things I was thinking about. Watch it. I'm like, oh, man, what a great idea to go in. You know the movie tropes. You know how everything works. You could get away with stuff. And they do a little bit of that, but then they just kind of get – it gets fuzzy. It gets messy. It gets convoluted. They meandered a lot. It, it was a simple idea that made unnecessarily convoluted like why, and fuzzy Why decisions. did they have to have a cartoon cat in there? Why, why did they have to have, no like, sense. smoke coming out of the guy's ears? I know. They got the old cartoony. Like, like, they didn't have to go to that – they, why did they have to have they they just they could have just shown hot girls they didn't have to have hot and girls like space that were, outfits. they were they were, they were like wearing? overdoing the it almost for, on their brassieres like madonna yeah. like what the fuck was going on can we talk about charles dance for a second this is the same year he does alien three he's such an underrated actor like charles dance he's chewing the scenery he's having a ball in this movie the Golden Child, he was the bad guy. Yeah, tra- so tra- he's a good uh, bad guy. Or, or, here's the funny part about Charles Dance. Originally, 
They wanted Alan Rickman. They wanted Hans Gruber because they were spoofing the Die Hard movies in this. And Charles Dance was literally a cheaper Alan Rickman, to which point he wore a T-shirt on set that read, I'm a cheaper Alan Rickman. Oh, shit. Like walking around. And he does a great, like, he is like a cheap Alan Rickman. He's just as good, though. No, I think he's more intimidating. Yeah, Dance he's, is, he's no, a good I, I think guy. I think he's way more intimidating. With the than eye, with the glass, changing glass eyes, he was fucking. That was great. He seemed like a kind of like a big dude. Yeah, he did. He did. He seemed like I wish there was a uh, like a fist fight between him, with and him and, and Jack Arnold. Slater. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I can see all your points, and I and most of the the majority of of the world thinks this movie was not only a critical failure, but <laughs> yes. this, the potential was there, and they just failed. But it's um, kind of but, fun. But I, I don't know. I I. I all the cameos. I yeah. normally am not like Imran, where I enjoy the rug, yeah. the um, the what is it called? Easter eggs. Easter Sorry, eggs. I think yes. I'm, this 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 white claw is really hitting. Like <laughs> um, mangle. <laughs> but I enjoyed all the cameos. I enjoyed all the movie references. I was just, movie references. I was having a ball with just the fact that it was just so meta and just such. It's it was about an era of movies that, especially R-rated action movies that I just as a kid, was always a big fan of. So. Let's talk about the cameos, because largely this was done due to the sheer star power of Arnold Schwarzenegger to get these cameos. You have Tina Turner, Sharon Stone as her character from Basic Instinct, Robert yeah. Patrick as the T-1000. There's a cardboard cutout in the movie, you in the movie movie, that's in the movie universe. That's, that's one of the best jokes yes, in the film. Sylvester Stallone as Terminator. Oh, that, is, that is so self-referential. So, so, so like, wink, wink. I love that. And then at the premiere of the movie where Jack Slater meets Arnold Schwarzenegger, you have Arnold's wife, Maria Shriver, giving him shit about Planet Hollywood. Yeah. That's great. Great. Remember when that was a thing? Remember Planet Hollywood? Yes. Did anybody ever go to a Planet I never went to one. I, I stayed no. at a Planet Hollywood in Vegas. Was it fun? Is it? Was it cool? No, no. No. He was still pushing Planet of Hollywood. You got Little Richard, James Belushi, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Fantastic. Damon Wayans, Chevy Chase, MC Hammer. Apparently, Tim Timothy Dalton is behind someone else. You don't even see him, and he's in this. Wilson Phillips, Ian McKellen as Death from the Ingmar Bergman movie at the end, and Danny DeVito, the voice of the cartoon cat. One of my favorite moments in the movie is when in that little um – Red carpet scene is they have Tom Noonan shown up, showed up. Tom Noonan is great. As Tom Noonan, and then the also Tom Noonan yes. from the movie yes. as the Ripper. As the Ripper. I, I don't know. I was I was just eating <laughs> all of that up. It's, it's great. The, the best part of the movie is when they get back to New York and and they're just acknowledging all the movie tropes and having the movie, the the actors within the movie interacting with the other actor from the movie. Like it's, it's, it's so meta. And you're crazy. the best stunt double I've ever yeah. seen. Oh yeah. So let's talk. I get uh, a couple other things I really liked about this movie. I love the action, the exaggerated action movie physics. How Al Leon gets killed by an ice cream cone to the back of the head. That's fucking hilarious. I kind of love the nostalgia of the movie of the time because you see a blockbuster video like when yeah. they were when they were still around. Except Angie Everhart, the model, is like behind the blockbuster. Well, they acknowledge that they're like yeah. she's too hot to yes. be working here. Yeah, why is she wearing a space outfit? That, that doesn't that, make that sense. That is strange. Yes, yeah, I will agree. That is strange. So they just, I think they just took it to a level that like they thought was funny, but it, it was unnecessary. I will agree. I'll go with this. I think they were like, how clever can we get? And yeah. they went too clever, too clever at times. Too clever. I don't think it was clever. I think it was it was like over the top. Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, clunky. definitely over the top clunky. But the, the meshing of all these different fictions and realities and fictional fictions 
Yeah, they should have just stuck to the action genre. Too much, yeah. And they should have stuck to the action genre. They should have made it more of like a concentrated effort on the action genre. Because there's so much to do in the action genre. There's so many things. We don't need a cartoon cat. We don't need supermodels in space yeah. suits. We don't need like the, you know, like whatever. Like we, we could just st- stay in action and, and do all that shit from there. And, and there was so much to mind. I feel like that was like a, a weakness that they kind of like went out and they were trying to like reach for other stuff because they were, they, they didn't have enough to deal with, with the action genre. I don't know. Well, let me ask you both this. As someone now that has watched a shit ton of movies in the past two months, I'm starting to respect when movies kind of go for it. Yeah. And I I feel like this movie really went for it. Now, I guess that, you know, a lot of people think they failed and you guys seem to think the same that they didn't go. Because I could because like I could think of going for it and I could think of going for it better. So I can envision envision a better film, and right. that's the problem. I, I guess what I'm where I'm going at is I think it deserves some respect for yeah. going for it. Well, look to its credit, it's ambitious, it's original, and it is satire satiring the genre at the peak of the genre. You know, it just it doesn't has doesn't have any narrative rules. It's, it's I, fucking wonky. Why do you think so many people have come up against this movie? Like it's just, like, uh, like on IMDb, they got ten out of ten reviews. Well, I think I think <laughs> people like at it. the time. I did do a little research. Yeah. At the time, it was horribly marketed. Right, it was supposed yes. to be like the next Arnold franchise. Well, we'll get in. I have a whole. And I don't uh, think yes. people were ready for yeah. something. I don't but, think people thought that that was what Arnold the, was going to do. The crazy thing is, this is the movie he did after Terminator Two. Oh shit! This is the after. After being the biggest star in the biggest movie, this is his next movie, and it's a fucking bomb. But wait, back to more stuff I did enjoy. Arnold as Hamlet in the beginning. Holy shit. Oh, show shit. me that. Show me that movie all day. I'll watch that whole movie. <laughs> that was funny. That was fucking great. Because he starts, he pulls out a gun yeah. and starts shooting people in the Shakespearean era. That's hilarious. And it's in his head. It's a defined fictional, fictional world but they're in the action genre yes. it makes sense yes. i also love like how when they're in the movie it's always sunny there's tons of lens flare there's no clouds it's always sunlight day and then when they come in the real world in new york it's always dark and rainy and anthony that new york you see in this movie it's only honestly slightly exaggerated this is the new york i came to when i went to art school in 93 just before giuliani cleans it up but this is the new york that attracted me to New York. I wanted to see this fucked up graffiti peep show New York. You wanted to see a place that would need a Batman. Yes, I wanted or a Spider-Man. Yes, I, mean, a dangerous- I still remember the days it was probably in the mid-90s when yeah. my parents were like New York is a New York is a terrible murder place. capital. Don't ever, of, we're not visiting yes, ever. To in, go, we're not ever going to New York to visit. In the 90s it was the murder capital of the country. Absolutely. I do remember that. And that was my stomping. <laughs> I got off at that subway stop. I, it's White so Skimmer funny Horn. that like Charles Dance shooting a guy and just screaming, "I've shot a man!" Nobody cares. Does and anyone the, care? And they're yeah. like, "Go to sleep." Yeah, that's what yeah, would that's happen. New York. Though. That's exactly In those times. That yeah. is exactly what would happen before the hipsters moved. They'd be in. like, "Shut up!" We're trying to sleep. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, it was the kind of New York you saw someone on the ground. You just kept fucking walking. If someone was unconscious, you walked over him. I didn't see nothing. I'm walking. Yeah, there was a joke. I forgot who which comedian said it, but like. New York CPR is like, get the fuck up. Yes, that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, you can't breathe. Come on, get up, you asshole. Get up, walk it off. Yeah. Um, so I love that. that. So there are certain things, and some of the action is kind of fun, but also the special effects remind me, and we'll get into why, of like a made for TV movie from the 80s. Like, 
They clearly didn't have enough time. You guys, the soundtrack to this movie was huge. Do you want to know who was on this soundtrack in 93? Megadeth. Megadeth, Allison Chains, ACDC, Queensryche, Def Leppard, Anthrax, Aerosmith, uh, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, yeah. Fishbone, Tesla, Buckethead. This went platinum. The, no, this later this movie was supposed to be a like a franchise. ACDC wrote an original song called Big Gun for this. This was yeah. supposed to be the next great summer movie. They, now, they had big plans for this. Whole yes, thing. and I'll tell you exactly why everything went flat. But before we do that, anybody have any favorite lines? Any favorite? I like the line in the beginning, Jack Slater, where he goes, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. And he, <laughs> and kicks, he kicks, him kicks the, nuts. the fucking guy. What? I don't even know how that. How does that make sense? There's always a guy in the closet. So acres being like you're aching, like acorns. It hurts. No, acres, I thought it was like acorns. Acres as acres of land, but acres as in it hurts. It aches. Oh. Yeah, two acres. Oh. Yeah. What does this mean? Uh, that's I what he was means. kicking him in the balls and like trying to make a reference to acorns. Nobody knows what Arnold is saying. Go and kiss your mother's behind. I, my favorite was when he, they go in the blockbuster and he's like, where are the Arnold Schwarzenegger films? And the lady goes, foreign films are over there. It's like, no, not him. <laughs> I mean, action. I like, there's always a guy in the closet. Yeah. Always, I like that. Oh, I love when he opens his closet and it's all red shirts and jackets and a row of guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all just sitting there waiting for him. See, like, and, then, and then he tells he tells him that he's going to enjoy acne and, uh, and, your, and your first like, divorce. There's so many gold nuggets yeah. there. Yeah. Shut the know, fuck I, up. It's, it just clicked for me in a way. I was just smiling. The but I could time. see that. Like, it is, like, fun and enjoyable. Oh, here's the one. Hasta la vista, baby. But it could have been. So let me ask you this. Is this movie underrated? And was it ahead of its time? What do you think? So, you know, when I watched this movie, I, I thought I watched this movie and I went, maybe I should rewatch Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, because maybe I'll like this movie again. Maybe I'll actually like this movie Scott after Pilgrim, watching to some extent. Kingsman, tons yeah, of other like, movies. I feel like came, a lot of these movies these days buzz. kind of copy this yes, formula. Maybe yes. they do it better, but they, yes. they look at this formula and go, let's be self-referential. This genre parody led to movies like Hot Fuzz and all those other movies. And it was it was original. What do you think, Rugs? Overrated ahead of its time or underrated? <laughs> I mean, I would think that the concept was kind of like edgy. I don't think ahead of its time, but definitely edgy. Um, I feel like McTiernan is a fucking is a force to be reckoned with, yeah. and so is um, Shane Black. Yeah. We got a lot of talented motherfuckers working on this film. Yeah. I just think that it 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 kind of got away from them a little bit. Oh, it yeah. became it became more unruly than they wanted it to be, and you can tell when you watch it. It's if they would have reined it in and just kind of really figured out what this fucking movie, the strength of this movie was, I feel like we could have had a bonafide classic where everybody would agree it was great instead of having the split kind of uh um, What the reaction. fuck happened? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what about this one? This, that's that's for you guys. Cause I, I, I was like, yep, I like this. I'll tell you exactly what the fuck happened, all right? It all starts with the first, the guys who were given story credit, screenwriter Zach Penn and Adam Leff. Zach Penn's written a bunch of Marvel movies, written a bunch of X-Men movies, goes on to have a great career. But these two guys wrote this as a straight R-rated spoof of action movies called Extreme Violence, and it was extremely violent. The movie they wrote took place entirely in the movie within the movie reality, okay? 
Now they the ironically the source, Let me say something real yes, quick there. Yes. I think the movie gets better when they acknowledge that they can go back and forth between realities. Yeah, because halfway through I was kinda waiting them I couldn't remember. I was like I remember they go back, but will they go back? They, they even should have what they should have done is the the climax should have been I don't know if they could have got the rights, but they should have done where Charles Dance pulls villains from all different types of films. Or that would have been amazing. Faux villains. Yeah. So that it's like, yeah. you're hinting that this is the same villain if they didn't yeah. get the rights. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Well, you could have bought Freddy have, and Jason and all yeah, these yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's I guess what I've been saying. Right. Would have been like a ready player one. The potential for something yeah. really great yeah. was there and they didn't reach for it. Yeah, that would have been good. Like Arnold, like you said, versus Freddy, Chucky. Yeah. Holy shit. The Poltergeist, like all sorts Holy of crazy shit. shit. So uh, they originally these guys were inspired, this is kind of ironic, by The Simpsons. Well, if you don't remember when The Simpsons started in the first couple of seasons, this was a sitcom, a family sitcom that was kind of spoofing and skewing the family sitcom in a family sitcom. So they're like, why can't we do that for action movies? The irony is The Simpsons have this character, McBain, Rainier Wolfcastle, who is kind of like their Jack Slater, their Arnold Schwarzenegger. And there's even a joke about this movie after this come out in, a, in, an, in an episode later uh B- bart's like hey mcbain your last movie sucked he goes yeah i know there was script issues and then chief wiggum is like magic ticket my ass like he's <laughs> totally calling out this fucking movie yeah I just- that's right drunk arnold uh so that's where this started now here's where the problems come writers and rewrites too many writers zach penn and laugh were replaced by the guy they were spoofing, Shane Black and David Arnott, right? Then John McTiernan, uh, the other guy's movies that they studied to spoof, gets hired to direct the movie. It basically starts rewriting everything Shane Black and David do in front of them. Shane Black and David Arnott are replaced by the novelist and Oscar winner William Goldman, who got a million dollars to do a rewrite. This was the studio's way of saying... Look, we covered our asses. We paid this guy a lot of money to fix it. So whatever happens, this guy covered it. Then they were like, oh, the dialogue's not girly enough. Carrie fucking Fisher also punches up the script. And then at one point they asked Shane Black to come back and fix the script. How many Shit. rights is that? That is That's like six? Yes, that's way too many. So this is what happens, Rugs. The Hamlet fantasy scene is uh, from Penn and Left, the original screenwriters. Charles Dance's villain, Mr. Benedict, with the glass eye, that's a Goldman creation, that guy who they paid a million dollars. The scene where they have to dispose of Leo's fart with the thing in his body, that's from Shane Black and Arnott. So you, do you see how all these fucking parts get rewritten, things get added, and the movie is now a convoluted mess? Hmm. I feel like you can tell when you're watching it that yes. it feels like that. Yes. What what I gather out of that is that Shane Black is pretty like even like just a bunch of directors and writers, but Shane Black especially to me seems like we we like revere him for a lot of his writing and a lot of the movies he's done, but he can be pretty hit or miss on some of his stuff. Yeah, and the the group of T- McTiernan and Arnold and Shane Black have worked together before on Predator. You know, he was in Predator. Oh, the, the Predators. Well, The Predator. Oh, you're oh, talking Predator, about Predator? Predator. Yeah, the original. Oh, I was so, going to say, The Predator is one is, of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay, so what the fuck happened? Too many writers, too many rewrites. On top of that, fellas, 
a super tight schedule. Get this. From greenlighting the movie to opening night, they were given a little over nine and a half months. Oh, shit. That's insane. Wow. That when the mo- they were shooting the movie until the week before it was released, McTiernan said when they were done shooting initially, he had three weeks to edit the movie and do visual effects. Three weeks. He wow. says there That's are crazy. listen to this quote. He says there are enormous sequences in the film that are literally how it came out of my camera. Oh shit. We cut the heads and tails off and that's the sequence. It wasn't edited at all. They had no time. On top of that, it had a really bad test screening and they had the release date was the week after another small small movie called Jurassic Park. Columbia refused to push this movie back. So just imagine, Jurassic Park comes out the week before. No one is going to see this movie because, Anthony, as you had previously mentioned, there was really bad marketing. You know that four-story tall inflatable Arnold you see in the movie? Yeah. They had that thing out at like in front of uh, in New York, in Times Square, in other places. This is the craziest thing. They paid $500,000 to paint their logo on a NASA rocket that was supposed to launch the month before the movie came out as a publicity stunt. Well, as we just saw with the SpaceX NASA uh, launch, sometimes these things get delayed. The rocket gets delayed, doesn't go off till months later after the movie has bombed and like left the theaters. Their $500,000 goes up. John McTiernan is quoted as saying, the last action hero was the worst time I've ever had in this. Bullshit. Uh, What the fuck did I do wrong? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that this movie even came out with all that. This showed that at the time, I feel like this showed Arnold wasn't bulletproof. This was his, he considers this his first real failure and it's the first movie he produced it's not really his fault though no it was all these things he was producing though it's the first movie he produced so you know he had a lot of notes and made him change things and he got paid 15 million dollars out of that 85 million dollar budget 15 million went to him this movie though makes me appreciate arnold even more a little bit cause, because because he can acknowledge the yes. fact of how ridiculous yeah. the movies he was yeah, in. Yeah, he comes off great in this. He's uh, great film. at spoofing himself. His comedy is is great. And I think at the time, he's even said he's like, he wanted to pivot away from action movies. He had more fun in movies like Twins and Junior, where he gets to play against cast, against type. But he's good at that. If you want to watch a film where Arnold is poking fun at himself and showing you that he realizes he's in on the joke, this movie does that. Yeah. And yeah, that's one yeah. of the great things it does. So, um, yeah, you can't really blame Arnold for this movie being bad because he's not the reason. It is an Arnold movie. Like, do you guys have a thing? Like, I had a thing for a while, and it still is. Like, I think I've seen every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I, if there's an Arnold movie, I will watch it. I've probably seen, like, 99%. It's just like a given. Because he's charming. Yeah. And there's a charm to how he approaches things. You laugh at his accent because it's funny. Like, he's he's... he's He's established this kind of way of speaking, these one-liners, these this whole attitude of of what an action star is. So, if you want to watch an '80s action film, you got to watch an Arnold movie. Yeah, absolutely. And and th- and at the time, this was this movie was so big, guys. There was a twenty million dollar Burger King campaign 
There was a video, a side-scrolling video game where it was really repetitive and punchy, but it was pretty um, successful. And there was this. Toys. Have a listen. Make no mistake. Jack Slater is the last action hero. And now you can be Slater. Jack, help! Pick on someone your own size, Ripper. You asked for it, Slater. <laughs> Piece of cake. Jack, look out! Whack! Whack! You ripped my shirt! Big mistake. Have a dumbbell, dumbbell. Ah! You're such a drip, Rip. Heat Pack and Jack, Hook Launch and Danny, Axe Swing and Ripper, and Dynamite Jack Slater sold separately. New from Mattel. I love old toy commercials. They're the best. <laughs> so he recorded voices that the figure talked and the, he actually recorded voices. The funniest thing about these toys, though, none of them had any guns. Oh, shit. <laughs> no guns. No Desert Eagle. No Desert Eagle. No fucking guns. Terrific. On any <laughs> of these toys, which I thought was really funny. Um, so that's. Does he have an ice cream cone in the back of his head? Oh, that's my other favorite line. I iced that guy to corner a phrase. Like, that's fucking great. <laughs> yes, right now. Right now, we are going to rate the movie. So that's what the fuck happened. And all that stuff, you can see it in the movie. You see the rushed special effects and the fucking shortcuts and the how it's all clunky. And there's different things happening that different people wrote that they just fucking assembled and cut together for no reason. Makes no sense. So many things don't make any sense. But is it still fun? Uh, it is. Anthony. Give me a number. Final thoughts on this movie and give me a rating. Final thoughts. I had a, a really good time. I wouldn't say it was a great movie. But oh, no. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say it was one of those where I'm going to think it's an all-time classic, but I appreciated it a lot. I li- I think I throw it in there with the other John McTiernan classics, and I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10. Yes! <laughs> gotcha. That gets you a yes. Rugs, give me a number. Oh, I can give you a number. It's 555, just like everybody else in this fucking movie. What's your number? 555? All right. um, One, two, three. What's your area code? um, So this movie, as I said, I remember seeing it as a teenager and thinking that there was a lot lacking in the movie. I feel like uh, it meandered and could have maximized the all the potential that they had in this concept. Say it again. But... uh, (laughs) Arnold does a great job. Um, McTiernan did the best he could, I guess, in this short shooting schedule. But I think that the the fact that this kid is so annoying and cringy, and I and he ruins the film for me in a lot of ways. So I'm going to give it a five point five. I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah. So myself, I, I'm going to. I have to give it two scores. There's no way around this. <laughs> On the basis of it being original and being a meta commentary and slightly ahead of its time, what it was spoofing, the potential, the concept is so clever and such a great wish fulfillment that I would have rated this like a seven and a half, maybe even an eight. But after execution, the score is like a five and a half. I'm sorry. Sorry, Arnold. It's a five and a half or six for actually what came out. Uh, so there's my numbers. I mean, it's not a deplorable film. Like if you like it, like Anthony likes yeah. it, I could see why. Yeah. And he's completely in within his rights to like that movie. Like, it's just that I feel like, you know, uh, when I can't, I, I couldn't go 
I couldn't go willingly where you were willing to go, Anthony. There you go. All they had to do, they just had to stick to one simpler storyline and get another kid. Sorry. Oh, shit. The fucking- you know, yeah, that, that would have helped a lot. You know what I'm curious of after reviewing this for Jesse Rodriguez yes. is, did he have us review this because he thought it was a shitty film? Right. Or something he thought was a really good film? Like what? What, what was his? Sure. What was his angle on having us review this? It could go either way, honestly. So, yeah, no. Jesse, please uh, let us know what, you, what your intent. I was. mean, thanks for picking this movie, Jesse. Rodriguez. Quick, quick uh, question for yeah. you, Ron. If this is on, are you stopping, hanging on? Are you you skipping if immediately? If this is on, I will, you know, yeah, I might do it. Yeah, oh, that's two yes. Uh, mm. I'm a, I'm in the same boat. If it's like if it depending on what scene, yes, it's on. it does depend on what scene. If is we're up. in the the fart scene, yeah. I'm like completely. I don't want to. I could skip that. Stop laughing. But if I'm in New York, yeah, I'm watching. I like it. some of the stuff in the movie though. Also, some of the action, crazy action that was going on in the movie universe. It doesn't have dinosaurs. So that's a point that, you know, it has <laughs> it to be. It does. And then when he lands in the La Brea Tar oh, It does have dinosaurs. That's right. Oh, they built that whole set. I also love. Wrong again, Imran. I love that part where like the tar just wipes off and he's like, you know, tar usually sticks to people, <laughs> but it's just like, it's clean. His daughter just rolls in on a fucking. <laughs> oh, I forgot about yeah. the daughter, the girl. The, the, the daughter that they just use conveniently and they forget was about in, uh, it the rest Was of the that movie. the girl from Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's touch oh, the high She's, she's Pete Sampras' wife. Totally hot. Get to the chopper! Okay, Arnold. Don't yell at me. Jesus, we'll get to the chopper. All right, Jesse Rodriguez, thank you so much for that pick. It's, it was a wonderful movie to kind of revisit and learn about what the fuck happened. So I had a good time. Let's do some news from the nation, fellas. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Oh, that was a flapper. That's oh, that that that's a deep noise. That's so what we out. call a flapper. Put that cookie down now. I'm a cop, you idiot. All right, we I ate a lot of meat. <laughs> that's a meat fart. Uh, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom had comments from our last show. I, I really enjoyed this. He says, Imran, don't isolate the audio where. Tony comments, if I could put myself into a 13-year-old girl's body, that shit ain't right. Tony starts watching Oscar films, and all of a sudden, he's Roman Polanski. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tony, stinks. all right? It Tony ruins stinks. lives. It stinks. <laughs> oh, oh, I pressed two buttons at the same time. On second thought, maybe you should isolate that snippet and post on various social media platforms. Tony can come back at the clip and how it was taken out of context, and he just meant he wants to change his genitalia. The controversy... Might get you guys some free publicity and lots of new followers. I like that idea. I didn't do it. I for, I remember saying that, but I don't remember the context of why I said that. You said you wanted to become a girl. Be, no, because oh, you like Leonardo right. DiCaprio in uh, Titanic or oh, that's right. something. You bastards! I, 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 me becoming Roman. I, I enjoy anyone that makes fun of the fact that I consider myself now a cinephile because I don't really do it. I don't. I. I think it's. It's just very self-deprecating. So I enjoy anyone that can make fun of that. Don't fucking bullshit me. That's right. Don't uh-huh. fucking bullshit me. I am uh, Roman Polanski now. Yes. Fucking Roman. Have you? You know all the other stuff he did. You don't want to be Roman Polanski. <laughs> Can't come back into this country for a long time. Look it up. Who's the guy that did Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, that was uh, Kubrick. Kubrick. That was like yeah, that, his, that's that's what also I am now too. One Stanley of his Kubrick. last movies. 
Uh, Wes Granford, our listener from Down Under, says, This message is from my 17-year-old son, and I really haven't read comics in a long while. Anyone have any suggestions for him? His son asked, I read Crisis on Infinite Earths, Judas Contract, The Court of Owls, Year One, and The Dark Knight Returns recently. Any other must-read DC storylines? I thought somebody else might have this question, and I love that Wes, your son, is digging into good fucking comic books. Um, Read some Marvel while you're well, at Well, he, look, he's reading DC. <laughs> we will stick to DC. There's good stuff in DC. Anthony, do you have a suggestion? For the well, I suggested it in the the thread, but the entire Jeff Johns Green Lantern yes. run, starting with Green Lantern Rebirth, Rebirth and ending yep. with Blackest Night. Well, Actually, yeah. it ends with Brightest, Brightest Day, Day, but I think yep, Blackest yep. Night is a good send off there. So that's what I recommend. That's good. Uh, Rugs uh, must read DC storylines to you. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say Kingdom Come. I'm gonna say New Frontier. Oh, that's a good I'm one. I'm gonna say uh, I don't know what else to say. There's graphic novels. I think they're done by uh, I can't remember what they're what they're called. Can I g- check real quick and I'll get back to you? Yes, I'll, I'll right on my shelf. I will right give here. you Let some me. more um, great DC storylines. Yeah. Identity Crisis. Brad Meltzer definitely read that one. Flashpoint is great. Batman Long Halloween. You got to read Watchmen. Uh, Flash Rebirth is also good. Bilotti Jr. and some comments from the group. He says Kingdom Come. Lisa Morrison has read Death in the Family, and she recommends that one. That's a great one. Adam Morris says Black Man, Batman Black Mirror. (laughs) Did I say Black Man? Oh, boy. Don't isolate that audio. Batman Black Mirror is a great detective story. Dick Grayson is Batman at that time. Uh, He also mentions Long Halloween, All-Star Superman, Kingdom Come. Again, a lot of people coming up. Uh, I'm going to go say um, Secret Origin Superman. Oh, Secret Origin. Done by Gary Frank is amazing. And if you can get your hands on the John Byrne Superman, that's also really good. You reinvent Superman oh, from the John ground up. John Byrne Superman is good. And uh, I'm going to throw in, I just actually recently ordered this like Batman hardcover bundle off Amazon. I went to buy one thing and then they're like, buy all these three. It's 20 bucks each. I was like, okay. So they're all, I, they're still in their cellophane wrappers. I haven't read them yet, but I hear they're great. Uh, the one that just came out, Batman Damned by Brian L. Azarello, Lee Bermejo. And then there's one called Deceased, Batman Deceased by Tom Taylor, where there's like a virus that kills everyone and uh, the hero's got to figure it out. And then from a Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman Last Night on Earth, and it's 20 years in the future, Bruce Wayne wakes up in Arkham, young, sane, and he's never been Batman. He has to piece together the mystery of his past. Um, this one looks really cool. I heard a lot of great things. So I would recommend those for some solid new Batman stories. Batman, damned. Any more? That's it. Chaz Hubbard has another great question. He had a great question last week. This one is also good. Maybe a little bit harder to answer. He says a question for the show. Avatar The Last Airbender was number one on Netflix 15 years after it originally aired. Oh, shit. What TV shows from your childhood would take over the internet if it was re-aired today? So I don't know. The, Ooh, that's a tough question. The question also, uh, I think the way I understand it is a show, animated or live action, that was just put on Netflix, not remade, but just re-aired. Oh, that's see, I, I thought what I thought he was getting at is if the show never aired and then was put in today's era, what would it take over the? See, internet? that's not how this question reads because yeah, he's saying maybe not. Avatar was. You know, it's an old show, and suddenly it's a hit on Netflix. I mean, that's such, 
the everything that we've watched has already on has been that's on. The, that's kind of the problem. I was thinking stuff like you know Punky Brewster, but they're redoing that. Uh, I was thinking my the first show that came to mind for me was Family Matters. I don't know if that's ever. Oh, Steve Urkel re- is that right. have a nostalgia like like a Fresh Prince? I thought of Greatest American Hero, and then I thought of like Robotech cartoon, but that's on the internet. Nobody cares. Yeah, they're all there. It's I mean, I say all, Buffy. That's Buffy, my oh, my person. Buffy, Buffy and Angel. Yeah. So, uh, it's a good question that got me thinking. But then I was Xena Warrior Princess. Oh man, also, but I, yeah, it's also thanks. something like that was so obscure and weird that like n- people would discover it for the first time now. Like a like a, a, a Auto Man or uh, there was like Misfits of Science. Remember that oh, shit? Street Hawk. Street Hawk <laughs> was another one. Night. I was thinking Night Rider, but they tried to bring that back and it sucked. Yeah, so like I mean, the Avatar of the Last Airbender is like a true American classic. It really is um animation on one of the highest levels, man, writing on one of the highest levels, uh characters on one of the highest levels. It is a masterpiece. So uh and, and it was done in, it's in a timeless way. So like you could watch Avatar now and 15 years ago and not feel the difference because Animation doesn't really age as much as like uh, TV does. Yeah. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Present. Uh, oh, that's him. No. no. I got to go to my guy. Uh, <laughs> Who told you you can eat my cookies? Don't eat the cookies. Uh, Anthony, do you have any? Uh, can you think of anything else? Any other show from your childhood? What did you watch when you were a fucking child, by the way? Did you watch <laughs> TV at all? Uh, yes, I did. No, I was a uh, big X-Men, Power Rangers, TGIF. Um, like Saved by the Bell, they're bringing back. Already. Saved by the Bell is too too is before me. Uh, okay, okay, Maybe. yeah. I don't know. I don't. Everything that I can think of is already like had its run. That the only thing I could think of was Family Matters. I don't know if it had a a rebirth because um, they should bring Full that house. Back. I was yeah. I was big Full House. That's that had back, its thing though, on Netflix. The um, Wonder Years. I mean, oh Wonder Years. I think people would years, really maybe. dig that now. I loved. Yeah. I like Wonder Years. That was a, a smart Winnie Cooper. show. Yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah. I used to tell people in grade school that I had a girlfriend named Winnie, and no one figured out that it was Winnie Cooper. She's from Canada. We write all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, another great question, Chaz. Keep them coming. I love these questions for the shows from Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. You guys remember that show Roswell? Roswell yeah. with Katherine Heigl. Before she was Katherine Heigl. Yeah, but she was. I liked her on that show. Uh, that was a interesting show. Got got killed too early. I don't know. That's that that. It's a good question. Uh, let's finish up with some. What are we watching, Anthony? You watched anything uh, extra outside of the movies that you're on? Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been uh, kind of a guilty pleasure, but I've been five episodes through Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Oh no! Really? How is it? Oh shit! Oh shit! Tell everyone the concept. It's insane. So Too Hot to Handle is a show on Netflix. It's a ridiculous show where they pick all these hot model type dudes and girls from all over the world or in in this case, America, Ireland, Australia, and the UK. And and it's a worldly show yet all these people are either white or black, but I mean, here nor there. (laughs) Where's the brown Uh, people? (laughs) uh, And they pick these people thinking they're going to be on this island and it's going to be this big hookup show. All these people are addicted to sex. And then... The whole premise is they think they're on this island to hook up, and then they take away sex. So you can't have I sex. Lied. You can't 
can't masturbate, you can't kiss, you can't have a pet. And it's supposed to be about um, developing themselves into more well-rounded people. And if they happen to violate any of those rules, they lose money because there's a pot at the end for how much uh, development they can do and how much they can abstain from all the sexual things that they want to do to each other. So it seems so mean and torturous to really hot people who I hate anyways, cause they're hot. <laughs> I just have to throw into why I decided to watch it. And I'm revealing this for the first time a show on the show. I've told you guys before, but on Netflix, there's a show called love is blind, right? And oh, love is right. blind more than a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. So I don't know if they're actually going to continue to pursue me, but they had reached out to me on Instagram. Oh, potentially, to join their show or at least try out for their show. So if anyone watches Love is Blind, that's the show that uh, reached out to the jock. I'm not, I'm not lying about this. So what happened with that? I haven't heard back and I don't know. I don't know if it's because they don't want me anymore or because of the pandemic. So who knows? You're you're in the running on Love is Blind. That's amazing. I might've, I might be, I might not be anymore. So I'm feeling confident enough and I don't know if I, if they were to, Asked me to continue if I would continue, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> too hot to handle is yes. like the the sister show. It's even trashier though, though isn't even, it? So which one do you want to be in? <laughs> I like too hot to handle is more my style. <laughs> no. But oh, the thing shit. is, on too hot to handle, if you do things, you lose money. So I'd be costing the group more money. Whereas Love Is Blind is the concept is getting married to someone. If even though you've never seen them, it's just based on conversation. So on too hot to handle, you win the prize by not fucking around. I think too hot to handle is more of a what? like a, there's le- there's more fun to be had. Yet, or, a it's tease. a trashier show. It's so it sounds trash. They do they ha- every episode they have these people on and then like they're on the island and they do these different challenges to get further connected to someone emotionally or they do these workshops to get to understand themselves better. And if they're able to generate an, a genuine connection, they wear this bracelet and it gives them the green light to actually like kiss. Was there someone like right away? They were just like, I'm out. They pulled a Cosmo Kramer. And they're like, they can't hold, control themselves. I'm oh, sure. Well, there's people right away that just end up breaking the rules. Yeah. So like, even if you, the money. if you make out, you get disqualified. You don't get disqualified. You call, so there's a pot of 100 oh, grand. The pot goes down. And the pot goes down. Game yeah. over. Mm, I wonder who's going to win and what it's going to do for them. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> about that show. I was like, wow, the concept of this show is ridiculous. Very good looking people on this oh, show. Oh, yeah, wow. Eh, that's the point. Uh, Rugs, you watch anything uh, this week that was uh, t- uh, interesting? I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I don't think so. Did you watch the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven premiere? Geek boner. No, I did not. I've been watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, getting through that. And I finished it finally. And oh my God, I fucking love that show. It's great. Yeah. And uh, anybody who misses Breaking Bad should be watching Better Call Saul. So you, finished, Saul you and, finished all the seasons? Is it better? Yeah. Is it better than Breaking Bad? Look, I thought that Gus Fring was the most unfuckable with bad guy that you can make. But then they fucking introduced this guy, Lalo Salamanca. Salamanca. Who is the most unfuckable with bad guy after this season. This dude is smiling your face, <laughs> make you feel all relaxed. But while he's doing that, he's ready to fucking just shank you or fucking blow you up or fucking kill you or fucking you. You don't even know what he's going to do. He's so crazy. Well, that hit the spot. So, so uh, better cross all. If you can uh, check it out, do it. Anthony, how's that white claw treating you? 
I got a little buzz from it. I'm done with those. I think two is a good limit for the show. I think even maybe just one next time for the show. I drank four beers. (laughs) I hate it when you're drunk. Yes, I agree, Arnold. (laughs) Uh, I did watch the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven premiere, and it was uh, kind of fun to see the gang back. Also crazy that this is the last season of the last old Marvel TV show stuff under Jeff Loeb. And that it's still happening. And, you know, the gist of this one, there's a little bit of time travel. They're in the 30s because they followed these chronicoms who are like these time traveling terrorists back to the 30s. And they think the chronicoms are there to kill Franklin Delano Roosevelt as governor because the next year he becomes president. Then he forms the SSR and then he forms S.H.I.E.L.D. So they think he's there. They're there to kill him. So S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't get formed. But it turns out, twist, twist, you probably saw this in the trailer. They're actually there to stop them from preventing Hydra oh, from being formed. Because if Hydra doesn't get formed, then in reaction, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't get formed. So that's kind of fun. But the craziest thing you realize watching season seven of the show is Clark Gregg has died as Coulson like four fucking times oh, shit. throughout the 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 this show. Like that's just bad. So like he dies in Avengers, right? They bring him back for the show. Then he's going. There's a Tahiti thing. Um, he sort of he dies. Spoilers. He probably <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. He dies. And then in the last season, there are these alien bounty hunters that come to Earth, and one of them just happens to look exactly like Coulson, just for no reason. Like he's just in his body. So they bring Coulson. He gets to play a bad Coulson. That guy dies. And then in the end of that, in the beginning of this season, they have now created. An advanced LMD life model decoy with Chronicom parts of Phil Coulson that has his consciousness, all his memories downloaded in his head. Oh, shit. And this is the Coulson. He's an LMD now. So uh, it's a way to keep Clark Gregg in the show, who is great. He's kind of the anchor of the show. But I'm going to have fun watching the last, you know, half shortened season I was watching TV and the DVR said, do you want to, you have a conflict. Do you want to record (laughs) Agents of Sealed? I said, no, no, (laughs) immediately. Oh my God. Delete this now. How I didn't want you. Good. Okay. Uh, And then (laughs) the other, the other thing I watched is uh, Pat Downey in the Facebook group left a question about the impractical jokers movie. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. I forgot to watch this movie. It reminded me. Because I love this show. Anthony, have you? do you know anything about the show? Yes, I've, I've seen episodes okay. of the show. And I understand some people really don't like it. They find it super annoying. I love the, these four guys and their relationship and how they, they know each other's weaknesses and they pick on them and they make them go through challenges. So when they announced that they're making a movie, I was like, what? Get the fuck out I'm of here. I'm like, well, how, how, you, how you make a movie out of this? What the fuck is this? Turns out they did make a movie. It, they had clearly had a little bit more money. They've weaved the storyline through uh, in, and worked in their challenges and the challenges to their credit a little bit bigger, a little bit crazier. It Those parts were as funny as the TV show. I don't know if it needed a movie, but the storyline is about uh, an incident that with there's uh, a storyline. Yes, there's a storyline. So the show, it kind of the movie kind of reminded me of like Private Parts with Howard Stern mixed with the little Borat mixed with the little jackass. Um, it starts out they're playing themselves as high school kids in the '90s, and they went to see Paula Abdul 
and there was this incident at the Paula Abdul concert, and then it jumps ahead. They're working on the show. They run into Paula Abdul. She invites them to a party in Miami, uh, at which point they go on a road trip, and they do challenges along the way. So that's like kind of like the Pam Anderson bit and Borat. If you follow the show, if you watch the seasons, you will absolutely love this movie because every episode I'm legit crying by the end. I'm in tears laughing. There is, if anybody knows about the Jaden Smith tattoo on Sal Volcano's leg and the history of this, there is an amazing payoff. Oh shit. In this movie about that tattoo. So they got celebrities. They were able to pay money to do bigger stunts. Like there's a stunt. Sal again, hates cats. So they lock him in his hotel room. They remove the handle from the inside and then from the other side of the hotel room, there's a giant tiger on a chain that just comes out like a full-size fucking tiger. And he just about shits himself. It's hilarious. It was, it was good. It was it's good. A little bit funnier than the TV good, wholesome show. Good, fun. Good, wholesome fun. If you <laughs> like the show, I would recommend the movie. If you've never seen the show, the movie, you're not going to like it. It's okay. But I thought it was pretty funny. I, I'm glad I watched it, but it was just like a longer episode of the TV show with a little bit better production quality and celebrities. Uh, so I've never been able to get into that show. Fucking, dude, you're from the fucking East Coast. These are East Coast bros, like how we would bust each other's balls. I know, but I just something about that setup. Like that, it just, it's a candid camera show. I it's feel part, like it's cool for a few episodes, but I can't keep going back to it. They, but they push. I, I, have, I have a tough time with the candid camera stuff after a while. Listen, there's one episode where there's a doctor has a finger up Murray's ass, giving him a rectal exam. Oh, shit. And it's on the television. I'm like, that guy's finger is in Murray's ass right now. It was fucking hilarious. So they just do fuck and they always push it. Uh, I'm diehard. Uh, and you know what? In Practical Jokers, it's on HBO Max. I didn't know it was going to be on there. They have all all the seasons are on there. Hmm. Uh, good stuff. Okay, ra- we're going to wrap up with this final announcement. Anthony made a guest appearance on The Voice from the Underground. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I listened to it very good. Thank episode. you. I have, to, I have to apologize. There was... Well, I blame it on them. <laughs> I didn't really know the, all the topics that were going to occur on the show, and but there was a topic at the end of the show or towards the end that gained a lot of headway towards the week, and I just had no idea that it, it even was a thing. So I had nothing to say on Try it, and I wish I would have had Anthony. something. Yeah, Try. I wish I would have. I wish I would have been paying attention a little more. Try and keep up. There was a great last dance basketball conversation in the beginning, so I would say to Jimmy Graben. Remember who wrote in yeah. and wanted to hear your thoughts about the whole series? Voice from the Underground is the spot to do Go it. Go listen to that. I will put a link in the episode, and I think you will be satisfied um, with the discussion in terms of what you wanted. So link in the show notes. You can find them anywhere. Uh, and again, just leave us an Apple Podcast rating. We're at 121. Trying to get to 200. You can leave a review also, especially if you have an iOS device and you're in the U.S. or if you have a Windows computer. You can download Apple Podcasts using iTunes on a Windows. Rate and review us there. Uh, final words, uh, anyone? You can see me on Twitter at Really Rug Boy. We can see you there. No, you can't see me. Don't bullshit me. You can, you can read. You can read me. Do not bullshit me. You I'll read your eyes, so you're seeing what I write. You can reading the seeing. Yes, follow Really Rug Boy on Twitter. Uh, check out the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 330 for all the bullshit we talked about, how to get in touch, how to support, how to subscribe so you never miss a show. 
and tell your friends. Post the show on your social medias. Let's grow this geeky community. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Daddy, and what does he do? Disgusting. Talking nerd. Who told you you can eat my cookies?